0: Get your shine box.
1: What this is the shattering <laughs> delivery you've ever attempted. It's like you're trying to do a new voice every time. I know. I love is. that you're keeping it fresh. Right? Fresh. <laughs> but this yeah. one is this not not your best effort. It's not popping off the tongue. Let me no. let me try it again then. Please.
0: Well stop. Okay. No, okay. No, no, no uh, that was probably gonna be great. You know, what you know what it's actually trying to work on? What's that? Is a James Spader impression.
1: Oh, he's, that's a good
0: one. He's a tough one, but I was like, oh, what's good? What's a good James Spader?
1: Well, I mean, if you just go to the office, I mean, yeah. his delivery from, you know, Robert California was I, yeah.
0: fucking awesome.
1: He let let I loved him in that.
0: ask you, Jim, do you feel heard? Do uh, you feel? Heard?
1: There's more of a, like there's a, more a, a bit more walking-y kind of yeah. edge to it, but I, I like where you're going. I he's think got the got foundation, foundation is, is
0: solid. He's got a I think he's got a growl to it. Yeah. Almost. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like Robert California is like <laughs> such an extension of Red, like off of the list or the yeah. whatever that blacklist.
0: Blacklist. Thank yeah, you. yeah.
1: So I mean, good for him for shoehorning that into something kind of cool, right? Like, he, oh yeah, he plays crazy, like super well.
0: He does. He does. They they didn't actually want him there. A lot of the cast talk about him.
1: on the office. Yeah. They really? Yeah. Oh, like he, he was, was the best. He boss. was the
0: best. But they kind of felt like, well, when Michael left. Um, we, we wanted to carry it ourselves. I see. But the network got kind of panicky. Hmm. Uh, and brought him on. Interesting. So yeah, yeah, it was kind of kind of fascinating.
1: Well, it was an interesting transition period. Like, I mean, yeah. what do you do when Steve Carell goes? Like, I know. he he was uh, he metamorphosized so well from where he started with that character, yeah. to where he ended up. Right. Like, it was just at first just a carbon copy of yeah. Ricky Gervais' character, and really he, he became much more sympathetic than Rich, Ricky Gervais' character ever was.
0: They did. They actually they fleshed him out. He had a whole life, a whole backstory.
1: Well, and he had more time. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, the way the British seasons go, you've got what six episodes, four episodes yeah. so it's oh, yeah. pretty tough to make a lot of progression but whatever you can't take anything away from that show I'm mean, gosh British no, Off no. Office is like the so most awkward weird. show I've oh ever watched like Gee. I still can't even see it I know what's coming I'm like yeah. oh. oh that actually makes it worse so sometimes awkward. yeah, yeah.
0: Oh hi! I didn't you notice know. you
1: there. Welcome to yeah, Tangential. <laughs> what kind of show is this, Tristan?
0: Well, it's not an advice show. I tell you what, um, it's, not, it's not It's not <laughs> this about the is office. No. How we'll define ourselves. Shoot, what is, is, is it? the things that we that we aren't? We're not a sports show. No. We're not a show about uh, sewing. We're not a show about except advice. our wild oats
1: <laughs> ah, up top. There we go. Nice. Finally. You know, we made contact and confirmed. Yeah. All right. Uh,
0: so we, we're we we're a show about two brothers that talk about the films that influenced us growing up. Yeah. And then we tie it into the ways that we are considering. Considering. The ways that we are considering being parents. No. How we are I think parenting. we're in
1: too deep at this point that you really can't pull back on the option. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> eh, not for me. No. No. No.
0: Um, but that's what this podcast is, and uh, and we're proud of it. Um, but um, we always like to start off with knowing how your week has gone. So tell me how your week has gone.
1: Well, it's yeah. been a magical week because it's back to school week. Oh, yeah. So I know we've talked recently in some of our episodes just about how feral the kids have been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think it was actually really good for them. Like, this is an interesting year at my house because yeah. everyone's got a new scenario. Ah. So. Um, Scarlett left the same daycare she's been at since basically she was 10 months. Oh, wow. So she's in uh, a new daycare, but also kindergarten. So this is like a huge adventure for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, it's going to take a little bit to adapt and I don't even know that everything is fully sunk in. Yeah. So interesting for her. I think she's, you know, finding her way. Yeah. Uh, for Bree, normally she is with Julian. Like they go to school together, like they walk and they usually have each other to lean on, but now Mm -hmm. they don't. So she's really finding her own way too, which I think is going to be so good for her. I'm actually really excited.
0: Yeah, that kind of independence will be really
1: nice. Totally. And then for Julian, also new school. So he's learning to bus. So he's on the bus now, uh, going to his new school, um, a new group of people. Mm. So one of the things about the French school that they go to is it's a pretty compacted group. He's had the same group of people for a long period of time and he has literal mortal enemies like there's people he's been trying to stay the fuck away from for so long but he can't get away from them because they're just bleh, right there right yeah so now he's got a whole new group of people to work with um new people coming into his class although even his like two other kind of best friends from the summer yeah well, I one of them for longer than that but they're in the same class with them so it's kind of perfect yeah. you know everything is settled in um the only thing with him is we're really going to monitor his homework ah uh, yes because yeah. when it comes to COVID. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong from your experience, but they've been pretty lax. Like it's been, you know, what, uh, come on home. Don't worry about it too much. You've got enough other stressors. And I feel they've gotten a couple of years of free pass and that all of that shit is going to come raining down on them now that that's all done. Yeah. So anyway, we're just being really attentive to it. Tell me about your week.
0: Um, yeah, the week has been good with the kids going
1: back. Yeah. Um,
0: which is always great, but, um, summer is winding down. We're, we're on the cusp of
1: September, and so... It's not even winding down. The temperature's turning down. It's it, fucking freezing out. It dropped 20 degrees, like, <laughs> overnight. When the first leaf fell, yeah. the thermometer just... <laughs> <laughs> froze. Anyway, sorry, let it interrupt.
0: Uh, anyway, so so um, my wife, uh, Jules, she's, she's in, like, this frenzy to get all the outdoor things done. She thinks right. that snow is going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> well, and it could. We're it in, could, actually. We're in
1: Northern Canada. We
0: are, <laughs> yeah. So, so she's on this mad rush to do all these things, which means that I'm kind of, you know, meant to help and all that kind of thing, which is something I hate. I, like, I just... I, <laughs> eight yard
1: work. Oh yeah. Wow. But I'm
0: meant to do it all and not all like she does an incredible amount, but I'm meant to help out and stuff like that. So I do have this gonna it. This is going to come back
1: to haunt you this podcast. Oh, It'll be the yeah. one she listens to this and this just is. like, "Oh, so that's how it is."
0: It's the single one she actually decides to. <laughs> okay. to I just think i will give it a to. What the fuck? No. Mother. It, yeah. yeah. Uh so, you're
1: going to get your shine box. Here, right?
0: <laughs> oh my god. I, had, <laughs> I, I got my shine box so many times this week. Oh. So, oh god. Okay, oh well, yeah. That's how so, some So um and and so um she she would come in and, and and she's like hey I'm just gonna do gardening but gardening turns into like redefining the entire. <clears throat> Of every plant in the whole of our garden and the shape of the garden. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: you came in today. You saw that there is construction oh, on the side of your, your Your house has been under construction this whole summer. For, summer. Like, for different things. But I mean, it's just like uh, the guy who came in to play Kramer on Seinfeld. Like, <laughs> levels. Levels. Like, just <laughs> kept figuring out. Like, uh, And God love Jules. I mean, yeah. she's such a wonderful person. Oh, and right. she's so great. But I think she just, she's a bit of a perfectionist too, yes. right? And so, so nothing done in halves.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. And so things get kind of big and, and difficult to move for one person. she should come in and be like, oh, hey, can you help me move this? And oh, by the way, do this and this and this. And, and it was really getting my goat. I was like, oh, come on. Like, I didn't start these projects. And I'd like to help, but, argh. you know, so it's getting annoying and annoying. And so we came up with this thing where, where she's like, you know what? I'm not going to ask you to do anything anymore. I'm just gonna write a list. Oh. Right? And I and at first I was like, okay, well let's let's pull out our passive aggressive six shooters and let's duel, shall we? Yep. But I actually really like the list. I love a list. I it's love defined a list. and you can get through it. Yes. <clears> and there's there's gratific like a like a uh, you know, I, I pulled some weeds. I'll take that off the list. And I'm like, all right.
1: Yep. I'm doing something. Truthfully, so. at work, all I do is checklists because yeah. you get that feeling of like, oh, Fuck, like, thank God this is off my plate. Yes. Yeah, accomplishment. Yes. And and it feels good. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever read any Ayn Rand? Oh, no. But I know of it. Uh, Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've only... There's only the one book I've ever read, but honestly talk a lot about like that sense of achievement yeah. and as like if you're constantly building into those things that's how you build self-esteem and that's yeah, how you yeah. it, it's funny i don't think we often take enough credit for the good things that we do yeah but a list is a nice way to kind of look down and go oh you know what oh, i'm yeah. actually more productive than i thought i was
0: it's, it's like it's almost ritualistic in mm-hmm. a sense right you take it off you feel good you're like oh yeah you like achievement and it makes sense that dopamine whatever's happening there
1: okay <laughs> quick, quick side side story please yeah because this show doesn't do enough sidebars so yeah, let's have yeah. a side story well, and
0: so this is this is a breaking our mold a little bit by going off track. We're in uncharted territory. I know. I'm worried. I'm yeah. scared. I've actually broken into a flop sweat. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I, I took this leadership course way back when I was living in Australia. Oh. And the guy who taught it is phenomenal. One of the best presenters I've ever, ever had the pleasure of sitting through. Like, honestly, he was incredible. Okay. He used to be um, uh, like a loans officer for a bank. Way back oh. when, okay, but he's just his personality, his passion. He's incredible, okay. But he was talking about, I, he was talking about, he loves rituals. He, he did these little <laughs> rituals when he was at like. He would sacrifice things. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. but, but these little routines, these rituals, I guess, is, is the proper term. And so what he would do is every time he fi- he finished, like, um, uh, doing the checkover on a loan, making sure everything's up to date, everything's done and things like that. After he finished, he would put it in a nice, neat stack on the side of his desk. Yep. And then he would push it off. Oh. And he would let it fall to the ground. And that to him signaled, I'm done. I've oh. done everything I can. And it's finished.
1: I push papers on the ground all the time. <laughs> I take my desk and just fuck this shit. Just I'm to done. End it. Yeah, yeah totally.
0: Say goodbye to this. No kidding. So, um, but I love that idea of of a of a routine or yeah. ritual, something that gives you like closure, maybe, you know, in that way. So totally, I quite like it. Good. Yeah. So and,
1: and so, uh, generally speaking, how long is the list? Like five items, ten items? Oh, a thousand items. <laughs> a thousand <laughs> items. Like okay. it. It's a list. It's a static
0: list that lives uh, near the microwave, <clears> and okay. it is constantly being updated
1: oh i see but
0: i am ticking things off it so it's i'm gonna battle
1: get <laughs> to the bottom of the ticks before she can add more items that's it that's yeah. well there you go
0: but it's good because she she doesn't she knows it's there and i know it's there and we don't have to you know because she's worried she doesn't want to be a naggy person sure so the fact that this list exists she just goes over to it and is like oh yeah okay boom, one more thing hmm. right but but she has a list as well oh and i can add to her list is it a sex list? It is. A, it's all, well, all my stuff is
1: like, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. You know, weed the garden naked. No you know, kidding. Kind of thing. Bring in a ventriloquist puppet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, It's can. Slappy. It's <laughs> Franklin. <laughs> Sorry, we watch a lot of Goosebumps in my house, so that's oh, the first okay. thing I went to. But Franklin is a better choice <laughs> from uh, Arrested shit. Development. Yeah. Well played, sir. Um, but yeah, that's how my week has gone. Well, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's not too bad. I think it's cool when you can find like a little bit of middle ground between yeah, the two of you, yeah. and especially if it's something that's been nagging at you. So, mm-hmm. very cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, But um, this is a happy happenstance.
0: I don't think we set out to watch this film.
1: No, we didn't. We were kind of like... So in this next three months, I'm going to be doing a lot of travel. And and sort of the thing I was asking Tristan about was, can we try to find movies that we like that are on streaming service? Yes. And so we started kind of cruising the streaming services a little bit. and We couldn't kind of find anything we were looking for. And we were digging around for videos. And it was a total clusterfuck. But then...
0: Then we came upon a film that I cannot believe we haven't thought about previously. Because... It was a film I absolutely watched the shit out. Of Same. When I was younger, and and it it had profound effect on me. Like it wasn't a film where I was like, you know, Arnie blowing you away, <laughs> or you know, coming aliens. back from the bar and being like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a film that was like, wow, it really got my brain cells working. Mm-hmm. And and I, man, it, it is just something that left such a mark. And I'm so surprised. I uh, hadn't thought about.
1: Well, I think we've really been thinking for the longest time about stuff from when we were really little kids. right? Like So, you know, the advent of VHS, uh, again, living in Fort McMurray, going to the Brick. I was just thinking about this on the way here because, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like, how are you going to try to frame this? Mm -hmm. And and I want to talk really quickly just about the influence of Blockbuster because we would have been in St. Albert now. This is our first real opportunity to go to an actual video store and not Mm -hmm. the Brick. Yeah. And so... Like, there's a whole bevy of options that are available to you. And I think it was, this is starting to be a time when we were pursuing things that weren't obvious. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but this is 93. Yeah. Um,
0: so a little later. It's
1: a, definitely a little later. So yeah. I'm 19. Yeah. Or 18 or 19. Yeah. Uh, you're 15 or 16. Yeah. And right. uh, we must have rented this from Blockbuster and brought it home.
0: Yeah. I, I and, and I'm sure, because I think your tastes were a little more eclectic than mine at that time. Right. Uh, So you would have brought this home, and that's how I would have been introduced to it. I'm almost positive. Okay. I didn't see it in the theater.
1: No, me neither, for sure. I
0: can't even remember it really having a huge presence in the theater. You know, like, it wasn't a flop or anything, but it wasn't...
1: Yeah. I don't think people were running out to go, like, it wasn't a feel-good summer film. Um, But anyway, the movie that we're going to do is... Falling down, down. Yeah. yeah. And this is such a like ah, uh, I I agree with you. Like this was such a cool film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that we landed on it. We just kind of like, hey, what about blank? And we're like, yes. So yeah. um, let's talk a little bit about what like like the people that are in the film because I think that's that's part of what makes it so cool. Is yeah. it's a departure for almost everyone who's in it.
0: Yes. Yeah. There's there's not a weak performance in it. No. Like everybody does an amazing job uh even the ones that we laugh at pretty hard yeah uh, still do a great job but i was actually you know it's funny that you bring this up i was thinking about them in in maybe more generic terms so the characters who they are but also they all they're all representations of of like uh, um, sides of a, a personality right. like morality yep. like impulse like revenge like like they're they're all these almost archetypes in a sense yep which is really neat. Connection, um, instability, like even like we laughed at um, Duval's wife a fair bit. But right. even then, like it's a pretty solid depiction of mental health after losing a child.
1: Totally. You know? And, you know, he carries that weight with him yeah. for so long. Like it's, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> So <laughs> I was just saying to Tristan before I came, I just finished rewatching the film one more time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because we didn't take notes, which we normally would do. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, oh, I want to make sure we have a couple touch points yes, and, and make yes, sure we yes. have, like, a focus. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, you know, they talk about him. Uh, I'm not going to ruin the ending. Uh, I mean, because it's not a, not a new film. But but there's that whole thing about mental health and his sacrifice. And I, I yeah. really want to touch on this because it comes up a lot. Yes. And there's an implication I hadn't thought of that it, I, it just landed on me as I was watching it again. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, what about that? So, anyway, oh. we'll talk about that.
0: Okay, cool. <clears throat> I'm excited to hear this. Well, so I'm going to get you to run us through it. Sure. Okay? Now, you know, this isn't a, a hilarious movie, so I think we can get this in about four and a half
1: minutes. I think so. It's you know? it's pretty specific. Yeah. Uh, so. Yes. So starts off, um, you've got um, this is the most claustrophobic opening of. of, I mean, there's lots of claustrophobic openings, but but I'm thinking about this a lot now. So he's, you know, you're in. Uh, LA heat yes. which we have never experienced because we live in the fucking hinterland so you know there's a the heat that's coming down yeah. uh, you know and you can see the main character uh, defense does, defense doesn't have a name yet uh, yeah. but you know he's just he's kind of looking and you yeah. know he, he's kind of sweating away and, and, and there's all these things that are kind of coming at him all at once so yeah. whatever is happening to him before this scene you know he looks tense yeah he's pretty messed up
0: he comes in at hot
1: yeah he? yeah but <laughs> But then things slowly get a little bit worse. Yeah. Like, uh, So for example, his air conditioning stops. Yeah, and he's just, he's flicking the switch and he's
0: trying to get any kind of life out of it.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and also like he's rolling his window, trying to roll it down and it breaks. Oh yeah. So I mean, what I thought about at the time was, okay, so there's all these external factors that are driving yeah. him nuts and, and he's like, okay, well that's fine, that's exterior. I'm going to control the things I can control. Yeah. Which is kind of my yeah. default, right? Like I'm yeah. like, whenever I'm going crazy, like just, okay, retreat a little bit and, yeah. you know, find a happy place. Yeah. But his fucking happy place is coming apart at the seams. Oh, yeah. He's got no retreat. So it's there's no wonder he is snapping.
0: Well, um, there's a fly in there that's yeah, driving him mate. Shit. Right. <laughs> and then he's surrounded by... All these other like extremes, these influences. I think he's next to a school bus yep. where these kids are like Rah! screaming away and doing stuff. That's it. On the other side of him, it's, it must be these couple of like producers or something in a. In a uh, that's that's right. They got the big brick cell phone. Yeah, yeah. They're they're in a convertible and they're like, tell him fuck you. Did you tell him fuck you? Yeah, I told him fuck you. You know, like they're yep. screaming away. He's his car's right behind this other girl. Oh, this this um family where this little girl is like staring at him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's pretty intense. <laughs> it is intense. Also, just yeah. really quickly I wanna frame yeah. this. So um the characters, the main characters in this are Robert Duval. Yeah. Uh who plays Pendergast. Yeah who's, again, playing a little bit against type, which I thought was really fun.
0: Um,
1: And then you've got uh, Michael Douglas, who is also against type. Fucking awesome role for him. Like, he must... Seriously, he was, like, just terrific and compelling Mm -hmm. and charming about someone who is not a charming human. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, lastly, um, who else do you kind of point to? Well, Tuesday Weld, you sort of brought this up. Yeah. uh, Who is, like, sort of a faded beauty. Yeah. And then I really want to point out Barbara Hershey. Because I think it's a really subtle performance, yeah. uh, but it's so layered. Like she plays battered and terrified, so incredibly well. Like yeah. it's not, it's not hammy. No, forgive the pun. <laughs> uh, classic. Right. Um, but it's it's really yeah. honest. And so anyway, yeah. so then basically he kind of snaps. And I, I, I was looking at this too, and maybe you can help me interpret this. Yeah. The last three things he looks at before he busts out of the car yeah. are two bumper stickers and a sign. Oh, okay. and the words are delay, yeah, died,
0: yeah,
1: and freedom. Wow! And it's right uh-huh. after that that he pops out of his vehicle. Yeah, you know, after all the other stimuli, and goes. And I was trying to think about this: yeah. were those the seeds that were planted for him to go on his pathway? Yeah, because now he's thinking about death. Yeah. he's thinking about the freedom of changing the course of his life right now for where it stands, mm-hmm. and that he's been delayed too long in making that change to move forward. Oh, maybe I wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't doubt for a second that that wasn't. Embedded in in uh, on
1: purpose. Yeah, that that wasn't intentional. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. And the last thing I keep coming back to is, but yes. I just want to talk about Schumacher. Oh, because yeah. this is a Joel Schumacher film, and I always think about him in context of Batman and how fucking terrible those were, and like just so hammy and smarmy. I'm like, this is like if you took uh, like Tony Scott and Ridley Scott and put him in a juice weasel and spit out, spit out like how good, like the kind of combination. Like, yeah, what's great about Schumacher in this is. There's that subtle intellectual layers like you would yeah. get from a Ridley. Yeah. But just the great dynamism of a Tony. Yeah. And it's like almost the two styles of the two guys were put together into this weird hybrid that I've never seen Schumacher really do anything quite as good since. Neither. I would argue this is his best film.
0: Yeah. Easily. Easily. Okay. Yeah. And uh, especially with where his career took off after this. Right. And the films that came. But like, wh- this came out of nowhere. And maybe it was because... Michael Douglas busted his ass to get this done to pay cuts, like really drove this project because he believed in it. So maybe when you have a lead actor that is sacrificing so much and giving so much to make this something monumental, maybe you got no choice but to step up.
1: Where was defense's nippled breastplate and a little bit more neon and a Schwarzenegger-esque villain? Yeah. The one thing I did notice about this film as I was watching is it's got the Predator soundtrack. Oh. Uh, from predator 2 oh interesting not actually but it lot yeah, of the music reminded like me of it, just because yeah. we watched it recently and i was like oh yeah. the, the sweltering heat of la i was like yeah this reminds me of that movie too yeah. yeah interesting yeah yeah anyway sorry i've done a lot same of that universe back, same universe Pack stitching on this so. yeah
0: because if you look like way off in the cars ahead of defense yeah there is
1: danny glover right who's too old for this shit well he's two weeks from retirement yeah Absolutely. Well, I'm going to talk a lot, too, about a poor man's Bill Paxton being in this, (laughs) trying to basically do what Paxton would do in a movie, like he did in Predator 2. So there's still some parallels there. There is. It's bizarro Paxton. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So defense is out. He decides to leave, but you're not really sure what he's going to do.
0: Yeah. He doesn't know either. Like, I think he does a false start to head this way and then takes off another way.
1: Correct. But, I mean, I think because his happy place now has been destroyed, his car which is the only real sanctuary he has left in his life, mm-hmm. he think he's defaulting back to the other one place that he can kind of be at home or feel like a normal human. And that's yeah. the home that he's no longer allowed to go to. Yeah.
0: yeah. Especially
1: on his daughter's birthday. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, there's so many good elements. And it's like, like the urgency of everything is yeah. right there. Totally. And fucking Duvall is in the same traffic jam.
1: Yeah. I mean, a few if, cars behind by him. By happenstance, yeah. this whole thing could have been shut down yeah. so early. It was yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty wild. Anyway, the first place that uh, defense goes to, or, or uh, Bill, Bill Foster, yeah. Yeah, is he goes to a, uh, he wants, he makes a phone call. He yeah, He tries to call, uh, calls his wife, wife yeah. kind of shuts him down a little bit, but yeah. then he's out of change. So he yeah. has to go to the convenience store that's nearby and take a dollar and try to get some change for it. Mm-hmm. Then what happens?
0: Well, it's this uh, Korean owned uh, convenience store right. and he needs to make this phone call. So he goes and he's like, well, I've got a dollar. Uh, I'm going to go buy a soda. Does he try to get a change then or does he go buy the soda first?
1: Well, he's hot, right? Like yeah. it's a hot day. It's yeah. hot morning. So it's about he, 8 a.m. That's right. So he goes to buy the soda because he's he's hot.
0: Yeah. That's right. So he goes and he um, he grabs a coke and slaps it on the counter, and the guy behind the counter is like, um, what "Was it like eighty five cents?"
1: Right. That's right? exactly
0: right. And he's like, "Well, that doesn't leave me enough change for the phone." Right. Eighty five cents, right? And and then this this escalation happens so wonderfully, like this this like back and forth. Is like, well, "No, I I'll tell you what, I'll give you fifty cents for it." No, 85, get out of here. Right. right. And it just, it starts to build and escalate and escalate more. And you you can just see he's not snapped. He's not, he's no. not down the path of no return yet, but he's definitely, he's got no tolerance. He's filled up at that point.
1: Here's what I love about this confrontation yeah. Uh, especially considering what he did so again a little bit more backstory so this is in 93 this is right after the fall of the cold war when there yeah. actually was defense cuts yes. so this is probably pretty realistic like here's a defense yeah. you know contractor or worker or whatever his like actual role mm-hmm. was yeah. uh, who now you know is completely displaced yeah. it's also in the backdrop of the LA riots and yeah. a lot of gang violence so I think yeah. they really tried to pull a very realistic snapshot Also at the time, and this is why I think, again, sorry, why this confrontation is important. Yeah. Is because he has been fighting foreign enemies in some, like by, um, you know, osmosis or kind of by default for a long time. Yeah. So in some ways now he's face to face with kind of like another person. And it's one of the easiest ways to vent your frustration because now you've got a foreigner and he doesn't appreciate your language. Like he kind of critiques his, you know, five, five, the word five has like a a A V in it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so... And, and he, he can take out his frustrations on the food. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, he beats geez. the shit out of a rack of donuts, um, <laughs> which we've all wanted to do. Oh, but. yeah. Oh, every time I see it, I just want to
0: punish those. Oh, I you stuff them <laughs> my
1: gut. Take that. Yeah. Those gastric juices really fuck you up, pal. Instead, I'm the one who's not laughing. That's right. <clears throat> uh,
0: so, yeah, well, and that's it. So, so um, it, it, it escalates and escalates. And so, the store owner pulls out a little um, bat. It's right. been... It's been shortened. It's a little wooden bat, yep.
1: and they wrestle. A wonder bat. A wonder bat.
0: It's <laughs> a wonder bat. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. until the, like the uh, ringers show up, <laughs> blow one of those fastballs by him. Keep going.
0: <laughs> okay, so he um, he takes that uh, away from the store owner and knocks him down, and uh, the store owner's like, uh, "Just take the money, take the money." He's like, "I can't hear you. Get get your, get your get your arms out of your face. What are you saying?" He's like, "Take the money." He's like, "You think I'm here to rob you?" You're the one who's robbing me. Right. And kind of tries to turn it around and justify that the prices that he's charging for the food in that convenience store is the real robbery. Correct. Which is neat. And then he just he goes and he's like, we're gonna roll back prices to nineteen fifty-six or something like that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And um and and he asks the store owner about prices and stuff, and every time he lists a price for a certain item, he's like, Too much. And just destroy the piece the fuck out of, uh, well, the donuts.
1: The you donuts sure? suffer the most, really. You know what? Uh, yeah. We all felt a little... I dropped a spilled some for my homies. <laughs> I did. Uh, we did. It was old syrup, though. It, was <laughs> it basically was jam. I had it, jelly. Yeah. Um, it's the right way.
0: Yeah. And for the bear claw. Anyway. But um, so, so he's just... He's whooping the food. He's smashing things. The store owner's like, no, no. He's still on the ground. Yeah. And eventually... Um, after the store owner's been given all these actual prices and he pisses them off, he picks up the can of Coke and he goes, One can of Coke, how much? And the store owner goes, fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally got to where he wanted it to <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, it was a good negotiation. Well, so, good. so he pays for it. So stop yeah. for a moment.
1: Okay. How sympathetic is defense right now? You know what? And and this is interesting. Let's, let's do updates about. as we go because okay. I want to I wanna really yeah. want your opinion about where you think. It changes. So, where's what do you think about him at this moment?
0: Okay, am I looking at him from my lens now, or my lens when? Yes. Oh, no, at the time. At the time, I was like, yeah, right, stick it to to the man, or or something like that. I I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if I was racially motivated back then. I don't
1: think so. I don't think it was that. I no, think it, I but think, it was... Well, we were, <laughs> we were both young consumers at that point. Like, I mean, every yeah. time you go to the convenience store, you're like, what? I can buy a bag of chips at the supermarket for like 50 yeah. cents. Yeah. So I kind of get it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, so, um, <laughs> so I think
0: from my eyes then, I was like, yeah, that, that would feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was on his side. I was like, yeah, I get it. I felt justified even though it was an, it was an absolute horrific act
1: so at this did. point in the, sh- in yeah. the show he's yes. still a protagonist he's still a pro- thank you Yes, yeah, so he's still a protagonist to me what about you no same I yeah. was like you know this is kind of good like I don't know that I I would never ever like harm like a person or like smash up a store I would feel yeah. such guilt Like, I, it's not even in my DNA huh. but at the moment I was like you know just projecting outwards, uh, absolutely the same. I'm like, yeah, how awesome for you. Like, yeah. you know what? You're frustrated. You're pissed off. This guy's being a little bit rude to you. You're yeah. being more rude because you're being like a racist prick. Yeah. But uh, we should actually talk about the racist prick part of it too, because that, yeah. that comes up later and then it's amplified. And yes. it's funny how he doesn't register that or he doesn't see himself as being the same, even though actually racism comes up a bunch in this. A lot. Keep going. Anyway.
0: Yeah, no. So um, I, I, I agree. Actually, uh, and because there's this movie's so bulky, there's so much. How to long it. is this
1: episode gonna be? Do you think? Uh, nine hours. Not
0: bad. Yeah. I just had uh, five cans of Red Bull, <laughs> Perfect. and I've been doing an eight ball uh, since you arrived, so I am ready. Good stuff. Go. <laughs> Strap in, folks.
1: This is happening.
0: Are we doing this? Are we, is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Go. So, um, no, just just that his car, and this is essential, yep. it has the license plate. Oh yes. D F-E-N-S.
1: Yeah, we defense. definitely don't want to skip this because this will be important later. Yeah. And a, Duval sees it, right? Like, he, what yeah. happens is when defense leaves, uh, a, a motorcycle comes through <laughs> and kind of comes up and, you know, yeah. they try to get the vehicle out of the way. Yeah. And so Duval, like, kind of walks up to and says, hey, you know what's going on here? And so uh, yeah.
0: get back in your car. Right. Yeah. He doesn't
1: really recognize him as a cop, but he's yeah. involved in moving the car out of the way. Yeah. So at least he remembers the license plate because he's seen it.
0: That's right. That seems great. That's pretty good. Because he's, he's hauling the car off with the... Um, The patrol officer there and some other guy who like sells carpets or something.
1: Well, it's the guy right behind him, right behind defense. And so he's like, oh, I need to get this out of the way because I need to get to work.
0: Yeah. So they push the car off. And uh, Robert Duvall says to the cop, he's like, hey, you're lucky you caught me today. I am. Yeah, because it's my last day. Lucky me, <laughs> oh, yeah, he <laughs> just, doesn't give two shits. Who
1: cares? But the best part is like eventually Duval goes back to his car because he's kind of been scolded. Yeah, uh, the cop's like kind of watching his motorcycle because it fell over and he wants to make sure it's okay. And the other guy's just left holding the car, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, Officer, officer, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's it's a, great. It's a little bit of levity, right? Oh, kind yeah, of right early yeah. in, well, you need it, it D- doesn't last long, but no, no. You know, oh. take it where you can get it.
0: So, um, defense leaves, Bill right. leaves, yeah, uh, the shop. Uh, having got his quarters. Yep. Uh, and I think he tries to make another call at this point.
1: He definitely does, but he's on the other line. So it ends up that it's busy. So he's like, well, I should just keep going towards home.
0: Yeah, yeah. That motivates him to go. Right. Um, do we get to know a little more about Pendergast at this point?
1: We do. So this is going to cut back now to the office uh, that he's in and it's his last day of work as he sort of mentioned to the other officer. That's right. And what's in his desk? Sand. Right. (laughs) Because he's moving to Phoenix. Yep. Lake Havasu.
0: Lake Havasu, which uh, apparently is just desert or something.
1: Yeah, but they moved the London Bridge there, so (laughs) apparently it's not as boring as it was. And even uh, his ex-partner kind of makes fun of him a little bit. She's like, what are you going to do, watch the cactus? And he's like, cacti? Cacti. So he's, zing! <laughs> he's
0: he's pulling all his items out of the desk. It's all full of sand. All yep. the other cops are hazing him. Basically, they're all yep. like, "Ah, to guess. I think my cat left some shits in there. You can keep them. And stuff, totally right. So yeah, that's right. He pulls it out, but he pulls out a picture of his daughter.
1: Right. Yeah. And so there's something with that, obviously. Yeah. Like you don't, we don't really have any story left. And no. I actually have another thing I wanted to mention to you too later okay. on. But um, <clears throat> so there's something happening with the daughter.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Cause he kinda lovingly brushes the sand away from it and right. kind of places it back. Right. Uh, and his partner comes in and is like, Hey, you got like last diatis, so we're we gonna do lunch, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he's like, Yeah, yeah. And then you get to meet her partner. Yes. And what a gem this guy is.
1: <laughs> he's totally well this is this Fucking is the poor man's Paxton. <laughs> like he's he is like he delivers lines yeah. very similarly. Phil Baxton. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know he is he's a total pig like he's pretty much the opposite of of pendergast where he's like kind of a nice guy really thoughtful yeah kind of gives up all of his career for his wife this guy's just a wang he's like don't get your panties in a bunch (laughs) he's a total yeah macho prick
0: yeah he's a big dick so they gotta go off and uh and go deal with some stuff so pendergast is left alone at his desk yeah uh and he's got to go through the routine of becoming not
1: a cop anymore right kind of thing yep what happens then well we cut back to foster he's still making yeah. his trip so foster slash defense yeah uh, and so he kind of sees like the pathway through and he starts to go up a hill that's right uh, but what he doesn't realize is he's crossing through gang territory
0: yeah, yeah. so
1: uh, as he's walking along there's two fellas behind him who kind of notice him yeah and do a pretty about face you know that they're going after him
0: yeah they are they're look like they're part of a gang they've got tats one guy's got like a <laughs> tear tattoo There totally um, does
1: yeah, they're like a Latinx um, uh, couple of guys. Uh, and This is actually really clever on their part because um, in the L.A. gang sort of field, at the time it was like kind of Bloods and Crips, right? Yeah. Uh, which were represented by red and blue. Yeah. And both of these guys would represent one color. Oh, yeah. So it's not like there's a Blood gang or a Crip gang that's actually yeah. going after them. They're kind of like, well, they're both shitbags, so we'll What's represent this? them equally.
0: Yeah, they, they are. They're kind of, um, you, you could say they're kind of stereotypical in a sense, but they've, it's more than that. Like, everybody's got more than what yeah. they are. Like, there's reasons.
1: And that's it the intentional color scheme. The. You,
0: well, know. you were talking
1: about trying to create. Um you know, these ideas of like vengeance or, yeah. you know, kind of archetypes. Yeah. This is an archetype too, right? Like yeah. these are folks that have been displaced, uh, people who are trying to struggle for identity. Sure. Uh, and, you know, probably just trying to carve out their little piece of the world. Yeah. And so as opposed to going like, well, let's blame one, you know, one gang or another gang. It's like, let's talk about gang violence. Yeah. By using both groups. That's And correct. sort of focus on how we would respond to this. Yeah. So. They approach him. Absolutely. He's,
0: he's looking. This is cool too. Is that he's got a newspaper? Yeah. Um. He's eventually he's got this newspaper and he, well he's also got a shoe in his hand and you can see that his shoe has a hole in it.
1: Right. right. So this is interesting. Huh. Uh, I wanted to point this out. Yeah. So we know that the car broke down. Yeah. And that the air conditioning wasn't working. The you know the nothing would work and so we just abandon it. Yeah. Now his shoe's not working. So it's another one of those things that you know it's part of his comfort zone. It's part of his identity. Yeah. But as opposed to walking away, he comes up with a solution. Yeah. So in his mind now, I think he's on a subtle shift where instead of retreat, he's yeah. starting to engage.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's on the offense maybe. A little instead bit. Instead of defense.
1: Right? Whoa. Just, whoa. Crap. <laughs> oh my God, we just broke the phantom zone. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, before Don, Zod, Zod it's yeah, definitely.
0: Zod, and is it Ursula? And who's the, who's the guy? None, say? none, oh, none, yeah, they're yeah. coming in. Ah, right. oh, shared universe again. Holy smokes. Um, so, uh, um, he's also on the newspaper, yep. is circled jobs in the want ads, right? Section,
1: which is kind of interesting because yeah. we haven't really found out about his employment status, but we no. know that he's a, like defense and he's got you know personalized plate, yeah, so you assume that he's still working but he, he, he must not be because he's looking for jobs so right. again without telling us blatantly
0: that like oh I lost my job kind right. of thing right there mm-hmm. um, it gives us subtle hints yeah. and I, I love that idea I love the idea that it's not spoon feeding us it's giving us clues
1: and again this is the most light touch yeah. you will ever see from Schumacher like yeah. everything else is just, just over the head <laughs> with a fucking Mr. Freeze like chill that like is, all that none of it now is the winter of your discontent oh god just want to pop <laughs> Poke my eardrums out! <gasps> oh my god, we gotta watch that film again. We definitely do. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the two uh, gang members yeah. approach him, and they, they sort of say, "Like you're on gang territory."
0: Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I, I, I must have wandered into your your pissing hole here. Like, what? How do I know you own this place? Because we fucking marked it." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, where? Right fucking there. That means
1: fucking you." Well, it's kind yeah. of like an yeah. X Files alien with yeah. a, like a cross through the mouth, like. <laughs> Don't invade and shut the fuck up? Like, yeah. is that the message you're supposed to take away from this? Well, or, his or are you response, an alien in the ter- yeah. in the area? Well, yeah. What was his response? His response is the best.
0: He's, he's like, maybe if you wrote it in fucking English, I would have understood that. <laughs> and you're just like, here's two guys yep. who are just menacing. Yep. Like, they're, the violence is shrouded in everything they're doing here. And, and that line is so good.
1: You know, again, it's a, it's a snapshot that he's like, In real life, if you were in L.A. and you ted that to two gang members, what do you think their response would have been in that moment?
0: Well, hey, they would be like, watch your language, okay? (laughs) We're just politely asking that you remove yourself from this area as it's being gentrified. Oh. No. Uh, I would be dead.
1: Uh, yes yeah i don't think i'd have the stones to pull that line out no. a, i wouldn't have been able to think of it and yeah. sec well i would have but i wouldn't have had the stones to throw it out <laughs> so yeah it's a pretty ballsy move it
0: is it is and and obviously that's the response that it garners is yeah. they their hackles are up and he he kind of realizes what he said a bit and he gets up and he's like look i've had a rare day yeah. i'm 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 gonna leave i'm gonna i'm just walking through i will if you get out of my way i will leave
1: Totally reasonable. Yeah. And then he becomes reasonable.
0: But they're not in a mood to be reasonable. <laughs> no. So they go, okay, give us your fucking briefcase. Right. And so he's been carrying this briefcase the whole time. It's something that is precious to him.
1: I think it's a p- component of his identity.
0: Like yeah. He, oh, and for so long, I Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It, it, it housed probably like really top secret documents in it it probably was extremely important just the value that it carried absolutely. in defense of whatever he was building and things like that yep. so he's still he's it's still his you know his totem as it were right That's it. absolutely and so they're like give us your fucking briefcase and he's like i'm not giving you my briefcase and so one guy pulls out a knife yep and i think is like give me a fucking briefcase and he's like you want my briefcase <laughs> You want my briefcase, Yeah. And he goes and he grabs his briefcase, but he grabs the bat at the same time, and he just beats the shit out of I these know. guys. I know.
1: It's pretty awesome. It's
0: wild. So here again, what were you think, What were you feeling about him?
1: Total protagonist. I mean, yeah. in your life, have you ever been bullied?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> no. Right now, it's Shh. happening.
1: Shut oh, up. Yes, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this is it, right? Yeah. Like We've all been in a position where you felt intimidated. or And again, like I just mentioned, like there's no way I would have had so, enough poise no. to no. even have that line back out. No. Like, he just did. Um, and so I was like, A, hey, good for you for being quick on your feet, yeah. for having that. Secondly, good for you for coming up with a reasonable solution instead of just kowtowing to everything or running for it, which is probably what I would have done. Oh, yeah. And then thirdly, to come up and defend yourself and not even just do a piss poor job of it, but actually drive them away for a guy who's holding a knife. Like, yeah. I- I'm cheering for the guy at this point. Yeah. You?
0: Yeah, same, same. And and for all those same reasons. You're like, yeah. Yeah. And he does. He drives them away. He picks up the one guy's knife, and he actually whips his bat at the other guy. Right.
1: So he's got an upgrade.
0: He's got an upgrade. Yeah. He constantly gets. <laughs> he's upgrades. totally going yeah. to. Yeah, he levels it's like, up. He was going to say. It's <laughs> yeah. like video game right there. It's he just good. got enough XP, uh, oh, but God. his skill tree is uh, still not quite developed. You know. Oh. <laughs> It's because I play a lot of video games. I know games. you do. It's my 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 comfort zone. Anyway, so um, so he's off again. Yep. He's, he's off again. Uh, to go uh on his way to find his wife and yep. uh his daughter's birthday. Um, I
1: think at this point we zip back to. You're back to the police office. Yes. So what happens is Mr. Lee now has finally come in, mm-hmm. and so there is another uh fella. Uh, mm-hmm. of uh, Oriental descent who mm-hmm. brings in Mr. Lee and says, okay well if there's been a robbery are you still working today Pendergast and Pendergast yeah. is like yep yep still in the job yeah. And so then Mr. Lee starts to talk away in another language yeah. and uh, Pendergast is like, hey, what's he saying He's like, I'm Japanese if you didn't notice like <laughs> this guy's Korean uh, <laughs> it's pretty good I was like oh.
0: Fair. So Fair. again, yeah.
1: racial racism is is an interesting thread in this. I think L A yeah, is such a melting yeah. pot of a lot of different cultures. Yeah. Um. And so they point that out. The next thing that happens though is when he when Pendergast is asking the description of the guy, yeah. he's like, oh, he's a you know white shirt and a tie, white guy like you.
0: Yeah.
1: Like so same thing, right? Like I think yeah one of the fundamental problems with L A at the time was. Well, there's I mean, gang riots. Well, there's gang riots, but I mean, it was just there was a lot of tension. Like everything yes. was kind of pooling up, right? Yeah. And I don't think the communication between different groups was all that strong. Yeah. And so this is just sort of, um, a, a, you know, a bit of an analogy of, of exactly the whole of LA, and mm-hmm. this this one sort of right there in the uh, police office. So. Well,
0: and Mr. Lee says something that sparks a, a, a little nugget in Prunagast's mind.
1: Well, and also it kind of deflects him away because as he's describing and he's going, well, you know what? Um, so this is a robbery. What did he steal? He's like. He didn't take anything. Yeah. Go on.
0: Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, well, you know, this isn't a robbery then. This is um, like a violent crime. Right. Right? It's assault. So you got to go, and you got to go, um, what we call it, talk to another officer. Mr. Lee's pissed off. Yeah. And then Mr. Lee comes back right away. He says, oh, he took my bat. He's like, oh, you, you sell bats. He's like, no, no. He took my bat. You know, for defense. Defense. Right. Right? And then Prendergast's guy's like, hmm. No I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Something just clicks. So final plan,
1: (laughs) like one of those Homer sequences where he's like supposed to remember something and they just roll through it. Mm. I made this bed so you could sleep. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I love when they do those. We've been watching a lot of Simpsons with Scarlet, and so this is why it's like ah yeah Kiko.
0: All all the world can can be quoted, can be related in some kind of Simpsons
1: effectively. Yeah. Um, So so
0: Pernigas now is like, okay, something's going on. So I think he then leaves to go and check out uh, the car because he wants to confirm what he thought he saw with the license plate, I think. Yep. Uh, And and so that happens. At the same time, um, good old uh, Bill is now uh, at another payphone to go and call his wife again. What? That's it. (laughs) who, Who is looking for him?
1: Who's looking for him?
0: Yes. I don't know. Tell me. The gang members.
1: Oh, that's right. They're driving around. Hold on one moment. Oh, just oh. before you get too far into this. Okay. So, he's on the phone. The gang members are definitely looking for him. Yeah. For sure. But he's having this conversation now with Barbara Hershey. Yes. Beth, yeah. uh, as a character name. And this is the first time... like, Because normally he'll call, and he, even when he tries, she, he won't say anything. Yeah. He just wants to hear her voice. That's
0: right. That's but, right. But
1: this is the first time he actually talks to her. Yes. Because she's like, hey, you know, is, I know it's you. Yeah. And what I thought was was really strange is then this is the first time he says he's gonna come. Yeah. And I wanted to know, why do you think he tells her? Like isn't it better to just leave it alone so that it's a surprise so that she can't do anything about it?
0: Yeah. I wonder I wonder if at some That's interesting, actually. I wonder if he mentions it I mean, maybe it's because he's like, you know what? I'm gonna come, I'm gonna start to be present. Right. Maybe part of him is hoping that she will go, Oh, you're coming for her birthday. Okay. Okay, yeah, that, that'd that be good. Maybe part of him is like hoping she'll say that, but maybe part of him is also on this kick where he is now starting on a path where he is not going to kowtow, submit to anything. And so it's a challenge mm-hmm. to her, perhaps. Well, I
1: love the way that you framed it before where he moves from defense to offense. I yeah. think that's like, this is exactly it. Like, yeah. And I was thinking the same thing. I think what he's looking for is a tacit approval from her yeah. to say, come home. Yeah. You know, here's it's Adele's birthday. Yeah. There's a reason for him to be there, a legit reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some other things start to come out of this conversation with her. Like this is where she says, "You know, it's my house now. Yeah. You don't pay the rent. Yeah. You've got a restraining order. Yeah. And uh, you're not even paying child support. Yeah. So you know, you were talking before about the jobs thing. Yeah. It's a subtle point that the fact that he probably lost his job. Yeah. But here's some more kind of clues adding up, right? Like we yeah. we get the reveal later about that. Yeah. But it's all you know, you can start to see. And again, I wrote this down as I was going. I'm like. He's not a good guy. Like, yeah. you start to see all of this stuff now. Like, yes, I've been rooting for him up to this point. Yeah. But you're starting to really... Like, the armor is coming apart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Kiko. No, that's really interesting. I really like that. Um, and it's it also... It's, it's lovely that it wasn't just him getting overheated in a car that set this off. Like, there is so much that yeah. was on his shoulders yeah. that was going on that led to this point. And so um, there's... And, and again, without being ham-fisted with it, right? How
1: ha. I many ham just, just so we get this in This is there. so good. We'll We're ham- layering yeah. <laughs> like a ham sandwich. <laughs> Keep going. Good, good. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of which, did you see that there was lots of signs for ham's beer? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, This is our film. Yeah. This
0: is, um, well, then that was started by an ancestor of ours.
1: Um, ham's beer. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh don't look that up <laughs> so <laughs> uh, i want to talk more about my skill trees oh my, oh my god. god get sh- oh, okay i'm trying to find something i can throw but you've got such great collectibles right? I don't want to ruin <laughs> don't, anything out of the box you're ruining the value <laughs> all right 40 okay. virgin yeah keep going
0: so um um yeah so, so the gang th- members spot him now he's so having this conversation yeah but we get to see the gang members first before they spot him yeah. and um they're in a car where they've got a buddy driving. They're all beat up. Yep. And they've got one of their ladies <laughs> a with A razorback tattooed on his oh, yeah. chest.
1: I kept thinking, like, no regrets the whole time. Like, you could have re-stenciled that thing. That's what I would have said. I use
0: that fucking joke with people all the no time. No ragrats? Nobody ever gets oh, it. Oh, no. I, I, well, use, I do. I'm oh. like,
1: well, no regrets. <laughs> 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 you know, but nobody ever reacts. Oh, oh. What, a, what a miss. I, I know, right? That's all right. That's all right. That's why anyway. you're the best.
0: <laughs> so so um, you, they're looking for him. Um, they've got one of their ladies in there. She's amazing. She's so funny. She's like, you got to go to the, the doctor, man. Like, you got <laughs> oh, to quit. that. they
1: keep telling her to shut up. And, I know. Like, yeah. they find poor poor man's actors for a lot of other people. Because I have to assume, yeah. like, this movie was, uh, like you say, like um, Douglas really fought for it, right? Yeah. So this is poor man's Rosie Perez in there. Like, really just oh, yeah. <laughs> giving him the business. Like, you're so stupid. <laughs> yeah. oh my god and
0: so um, uh, they've got guns right? oh my gosh yeah Yeah. all the guns in the world they're they're loading up they're ready they're looking for him they're all beat up they're pissed off they're ready to kill finally And, and by happenstance he's on a major street they see him at a payphone right and they're like, good, okay, okay. So they pull over and they load their guns. They're all ready. They kick her out.
1: Right. This yeah. is important because she yeah. needs to be alive later
0: <laughs> <laughs> And so they uh, take off right. and, and they start the drive-by and they're unloading bullets everywhere. People are dropping like flies.
1: Hell yeah. Like everything's yeah. being shattered and destroyed. Cars are getting smashed. Windows getting blown out. Like oh, yeah. it's carnage.
0: Carnage happens. Um, they drive past. They're, they're pretty sure they've done a good job. Uh, and but their driver gets distracted and sees another car coming, so he pulls a, a wicked turn into a blind alley. Yep. Smashes into another car. Yep. Like goes up on it, and and um we don't know their fate quite yet because it cuts back to Bill. Yep. And he's totally untouched.
1: Not a scratch. So yeah. imagine you're now on this offense. Let's just follow yeah. this thread. Okay. And this is a moment where if. God, whomever, yeah. fate, circumstance wanted you to stop what yeah. you were doing, you should have been dead. You should have been dead. But you're not. No. How would this embolden
0: you? Oh my God. I would think like I am on this holy mission maybe, or I am on like this righteous path where, you know, I am in control. All these That's things it. I have not had any control over. Yep. I am tasting real power and real control now. Exactly. How intoxicating would that be?
1: Oh, right. Yeah. No, it would... um I was just writing, again, I was writing down in my notes. I'm like, you know, he's really just adding to his own mythos right now. Yeah. Instead of just being like, you know, a correction for his own personal life. It's like you say, he's just, now destiny is on his side.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It would send you in such a strange headspace. So he tracks, he goes and finds where they've crashed. Right. And um, (laughs) what a great scene. He sees all the guns in a a duffel. And he grabs uh, one of the guns, uh, an Uzi. And um, he, one of the guys has fallen out of the car. Right. And it's just, he's pinned. He's still alive. And he goes, you missed. <laughs> and then he tries to shoot the guy, but he misses. And he yep. goes, I missed too. <laughs> but then he aims again. And he
1: shoots the guy in the leg. Yeah. Right? Where do you think he was shooting the first time? What was he aiming for? Oh,
0: I don't know. Do you think know. he was going
1: to kill him? I don't think it was a kill shot. Okay. Yeah. And I think this is important because yeah. at this point, he hasn't killed. Yes. And he doesn't kill. Yeah. So is he still a protagonist?
0: Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, in my mind, uh, when I was young, looking at him at this point, because my younger mind wouldn't have registered all the great clues they left about his character in that phone call. Same. All right. Yep. Uh, I might have even at that time just gone like, oh, and he can't even see his daughter? Poor guy. right? Right. You know, not thinking that there's a
1: reason. Well, and I really want to get into that when we talk about when the cops are talking to Barbara Hershey. Yeah. Because that is exactly their reaction too. They're like, you're just kind of a bitch. Yeah. Like he hasn't done anything. Doesn't drink. Has never hit you. Never hit the girl. Nope. Like nothing adds up here. You're just mean. Yeah. And so in this case, again, I'm still rooting for him. Yeah. And these guys just tried to fucking kill him. Yeah. And he doesn't kill them. No. So... He's still not a spirit of vengeance. He's not a villain in my mind. I think he's just a guy going like, you know what? I'm going to change the course of my life. Yeah. And now I know that I, you know, whatever. Fate is on my side.
0: So so he grabs the duffel. Yep. And wanders off. Right. So now he's got two bags. One, yeah. a bag of violence and a bag of defense.
1: That's right. For sure. Offense and defense. Well, and so I really want to talk about the park scene. Yeah. When we get to it. Because yeah. that... Anyway, I'm not going to spoil where my thinking is, but let's keep going. So, he heads off. And do
0: we go now to to Barba? Has she called the cops?
1: Well, he he tries to go on the bus. Like, so... Let's see, so, let's see, he um, shoots mm. the one guy in the leg, yeah. yeah, and then this is the first time that Pendergast goes in to talk to the captain. Yes! So the captain kind of oh my captain's, cap- goes into the, the, the uh, captain's office, yeah. captain's working out, like, he's a he's a man's man, yeah, you know, yeah. he's doing a big punching bag thing, Yeah. and he actually seems pretty jovial at this point. Like, yeah. he's he's talking to Pendergast, he's like, hey, you know what, so you're leaving a little bit early, you're not going to get your full pension, and, yeah. and he's like, uh, no, no, but that's okay, you know, I'm pretty happy with where things are going, and he's like, hey, look, you know, I know that most people who become a cop want to quit yeah. and they want it done. I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. He's like, uh, but the problem is once it's in your blood, it never gets out. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's a bit of a pause there. Duval doesn't immediately answer. Yeah. And then he's kind of like, no, no, I still kind of understand. He's like, well, don't worry about it. I mean, they make me ask you the question. Yeah. And so he kind of gives uh, Pendergast a bit of a, you know, hey, you know what? Best of luck and all that kind of stuff. And then then there's that weird sequence about, hey, how's the kids?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And... Then it gets like awkward. It's
0: awkward. Yeah. So
1: we've seen the picture before. Yes. He dusts it off lovingly. Yeah. And now you get an explanation. So what ha- what happened to the kid?
0: Yeah. So um uh yeah, Captain says, ah, oh, these fucking files are all screwed up. They never update these things. And, yeah. And um uh, goes, uh, yeah, I did have a kid, but she she died. She um, passed when she was like th- two or two. something. That's right. Yeah. And um, so the captain kind of oh uh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. well, he's Same. like, are you still married? Yeah, are you like, still married? Doesn't yeah. he just checking
1: his records to make sure <laughs> yeah. that any of it's right? And then he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. And just dismisses it. Totally. Right. So anyway, you don't know what to make of the captain at the point. No. But tell me about what your thinking is about how Pendergast is generally regarded. Because, you know, they're kind of playing with them a little bit. Yeah. But do you, is it your sort of feel? And obviously it's mine because I'm leading with this question, but. Yeah. No one really takes him seriously. No,
0: no, he's not. He he's he's one of those cops where he's always got a quick laugh and a, and, a, and a and a smile. He he never cusses.
1: He yes. never swears. Oh, and that comes up later too. So that's a yeah, good point.
0: Yeah. So so I think that's it. Like people, he's he's just one of those guys. Yeah, but I guess he's a nice guy. But he you know he's he's he doesn't have the the sand you know that's to right. uh, to really be a real cop. You know, like he he does robbery. He he doesn't get into High risk situations. Nope. He's very even keeled, and so I think people, you know, you know, it's a great line actually out of um, <clears throat> which we call it uh, "Gangs of New York." Yep. Is when Daniel day Lewis is eating uh, some steak and he's talking to uh, Tammany, the um, the politician, yep. and he's like, "You are neither hot nor cold. You are lukewarm, and so I spit you from my mouth." That's kind of came to mind. It's like, ah. and so it's like he's lukewarm. So he's just. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not, oh, it's too cold, or, oh, it's too hot. It's just, yeah. I don't
1: even know have a reason to react to you. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I think, um you know, and, and the gentle way that they're ribbing him, like, yeah. even though they don't take him very seriously, they're also pretty genial to him. Like, everyone's yeah. always, like, clapping him on the back, or always yeah. kind of like, hey, Pendergast, like... He's he, a good guy. He's definitely liked. Yeah. But no one considers him to actually be a cop. He's more no. like uh, someone you would go to if you wanted advice. Yeah. Or we're like hey, uh, you know, just someone to shoot the shit with. But you're not really, That's like, it. engaging him in his specialty anymore. That's it. Okay. That's it. All yeah. right. But he he actually, he's got, like, a crisp and clear, fast mind. He's the first person to put any of this shit together. Yeah. Right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Because he goes to lunch with his ex-partner, I think, at this well, point. Well, is
1: no, it? that comes up a little bit oh, later. Okay, okay. So right now, the next <laughs> thing that happens is Foster tries to go to take the bus. Yes. Uh, so he's still trying to get home as fast as he can, but... Yeah. I mean, he kind of like he's in a bit of a crowd. People keep bumping his bag. Oh, yeah. And it kind of throws him off a little bit. And I, yeah. I think for him, my interpretation of this was it reminds him of being back in the traffic jam that set oh, him off yeah. in the first place. Yeah. And then the second thing that happens is he looks over to a poster and it says, I love you, Daddy. And it's kind of a weird yeah. uh, art deco-y poster. It's a little bit well not art deco, but it's it's sort of more of an interpretive poster. But yeah. But it, it sort of still motivates him, but he just he knows he can't do the bus because it, it's just it's it's the thing he doesn't like, the crowd well, the the and the chaos. He wants the control. You've, you've talked yeah, about this already. Yeah, the control and the freedom, and right? The freedom. the freedom was the instigator,
0: Free. is the thing that pushed him out. Yep. And and going onto the bus is to surrender some of that freedom. And he's not ready to do
1: that. That's it. Yeah. But now you get uh, to the scene where Hershey is called the cops. Yeah. So Barbara Hershey's character, Beth, calls the cops. Yeah. Cops are there. They're kind of yeah. doing a bit of a debrief. Yeah. And I think I've already kind of like yeah. spoken to this, right? Yeah. But honestly, the cops... They don't sympathize with her at all. She, no. They feel like she has fucked him over.
0: Yeah, yeah. You get that sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they're like, they're not taking her terribly seriously. They're like, well, you know, he, he, he probably just, you know, nine times out of ten, they they make a threat and they go and, yeah. and sleep it off kind of thing, right? Yeah. And, but, but then,
1: she's, go yeah. ahead. Keep going.
0: Well, she, but, but and, and she's trying to plead, like, she's trying to plead this case because she knows in her guts the, his, how capable of violence he has within him and it does you don't have to witness it you yep. just have to know that there is this rage underneath the skin and so she's totally justified in in, in everything but nobody is giving her any kind of uh respect for it
1: no at that no and, and even there's the one line where he sort of says like did he ever hit the girl and she's like no yeah. and he's like oh, but he could have and he's just like could have yeah like just <laughs> yeah anyway it doesn't jive for him so, so cut back to foster he still keeps going he didn't go on the bus but he goes past the playground and this is where he actually kind of runs uh into the homeless person yeah and this so this is it for me
0: yeah
1: um and i think you fucking nailed it perfectly because he's got two bags right yeah one for defense one for offense yeah and so he's going through this like whole weird confrontation with this homeless dude yeah and the dude's like you know what uh you know i just need some money but uh tell you what i'll mail it right back to you and he's like Foster's like, well, show me your driver's license. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, I don't well, got one. Well, because, yeah. yeah, so you drove your car down here and you, you don't have a driver's license. In fact, show me the registration. In fact, show me the car. And he's like, forget you. <laughs> yeah. And so he kind of like blows him off a little bit. <laughs> so Foster keeps walking. Yeah. And then he comes up to them like, hey, man, that's no way to treat a veteran. And he's like. Like a Vietnam vet. And he's like, Vietnam? What were you, five? Were you a drummer boy? And he's like, no, no, man. I mean, like the Gulf War, man. <laughs> and it just totally kind of like keeps going with this yeah. thing. He's like, no, he's, he's kind of calling him out. And he's like, I haven't eaten in three days. And the whole time he's eating a sandwich. (laughs) This guy's a fucking bum. He's just telling him, like, go get a job. So eventually the whole thing breaks down. Foster's not going to give him anything. And this guy's just desperate. All he wants is to get something from this guy. Something. And he's like, look, you've got two bags. Why do you get two bags? If you gave me one of those bags, I could sell it and eat for a week. Yeah. And then there's a shift. Yeah. So Foster's got the two bags exactly like you've described.
0: Yeah.
1: One is for offense. One is for defense. Yeah. And it's in that moment he relinquishes the defense back. Yeah. He's not on defense anymore. And I'm no. almost positive that at this point, this is when he goes into like full crazy mode. Yeah. Like he is now, later in the movie, they talk about the path of no return. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's, it's there's an analogy to Apollo 13. Yeah. And we'll get into it when the scene happens. But I feel like he talks about the dark side of the moon. Yeah. And when you get to that point of, of past the no return, yeah, this is where it starts to tiptoe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, oh, again, it's masterful. Like, it's yeah. so subtle and it's wonderful. I love yeah. it. Uh, without the use of nipples. No. Um, no. Yeah. You know but there could have been there
1: could have been yeah nipples come later (laughs) thank god in In the army that's right yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh oh. the full gimp scene like (laughs) spider yeah spider caught a fly (laughs) it's gonna go all (laughs) weird yeah it kind of has that actually i really want to talk about that too because there was lots of stuff from from that scene where it was oh anyway yeah it's crazy okay (laughs) so 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 he hands the bum his bag yep he does he gets rid of the suitcase keeps going
0: Briefcase. yeah and inside the briefcase what do you find if, there's like uh, a sandwich and an apple and that's it right that's who he's been guarding this whole time yeah because you're right this 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 briefcase defines him right but now that he's relinquished it you get to see that it's nothing no nope. it's nothing and it's funny because the bum even throws the apple at him. <laughs> yeah, <totally.
1: laughs> yeah for a guy who's like looking to buy lunch for the next few days i would probably yeah. hold on to your like foodstuffs but yeah. whatever everyone's a little different that's it all right, so back to the police pre- precinct. Yeah, and um, they take in Angelina. So they've they've captured her <laughs> from. Uh, so Angelina is one of the girl that was in the with the gangbangers. Yeah, uh, with the yeah with the yeah gang guys. Yeah, and so she's coming back, and they want to question her. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they think that maybe her boyfriend's going to die. they try to put on the pressure. Yeah. You know, they're talking about, you know, who the suspect was or who they're going after. Yeah. And it kind of comes out a little bit about the description mm-hmm. of the suspect. Yeah. And what did they say?
0: It was a white guy with a, a, a white button-up shirt, short sleeve shirt, and yep. a tie. Right. But Pendergast is listening to this. Yeah. And he's like, whoa! And so he interrupts the interrogation. Right. Kind of gets himself in hot water, but verifies with, with the suspect. Yep. With what's-her-face. Yep. Uh, that... Um, it was this uh, this guy. She described him exactly how Mr. Lee kind of described him. Well,
1: and also because uh, they talk about the bat. Yeah. And he beat those guys up with the bat. And the that's minute right. Pendergast hears the bat part of it, he's yeah. like, hey, wait a minute. And that's exactly as you described. Like, yeah. he sort of... Then he's like, oh, wait a minute. Like, maybe there's a correlation. She gives a description. Yeah. Um, and for sure, this all, like, kind of lines up a little bit.
0: She also reveals that um, he walked out with a massive bag of guns. <laughs> Not yet. Actually, oh, that no comes way. in a little bit. Yeah, for oh, sure. Okay. Don't, it,
1: that's... Don't worry. It kind of comes out the second time when he's... Uh, because oh, he keeps yes. upgrading, right? Like, as yeah. he's leveling up. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the next sort of level up that... Uh, but it, it comes out... Uh, as he goes back to her and kind of verifies okay it's after the Whammy Burger oh my god so
0: Bill ends up going to like this kind of it's meant to be like a McDonald's-y Burger
1: King it's for sure I just noticed this when I was watching like there's a Mayor McCheese without a sash and a hat (laughs) in the back I'm like, you guys <laughs> didn't do any real like no. cover-up on this, so power to him, man. Not at all.
0: So he wanders and he's hungry. So he goes up to the counter and talks to Sheila. He doesn't right. know it's Sheila yet, but Didi Pfeiffer. Yeah. Didi Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um he uh he's like, I'd I'd like to order breakfast, right? And she's like, Oh, you know what? We stopped serving breakfast at eleven. And he's like, But I I want breakfast. I'm hungry for breakfast. Yep. Yeah. And she's like, sorry. So he's like can I talk to your manager? Right. So manager comes along and this guy. Oh, this fucking guy. I love this guy. He's got a massive gap in his teeth. Like he just, he looks like someone you want to punch in the face. Oh, fuck. How does he avoid getting punched every day? I don't know. I want to punch him right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. He's like a total goon, but perfect yeah. guy to play this role, right? Like you That's get those it. sort of um, snooty holier than thou people who are telling you what you can and can't do. Yeah. Um, keep going.
0: And I'm. St- oh, by the way, I'm still kind of on Oof. his side at this point.
1: Oh, no, me too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The homeless guy, you know, in truth, if you've ever been harassed by someone who is, like, trying to get you to give them money and stuff, yeah. I loved his, like, kind of response to it. And, in fact, I was really surprised when he actually buckled and gave him something. Yeah. But I think that that was about him, yeah. that shift. Yeah. Right? That was. so. Yeah. yeah. It, it sort of serves some utility. But, again, I'm like, yes, good. Good for you. Tell that homeless guy to, like... Beat it! Not that yeah. I want homeless people to be, you know, to suffer to any degree, but it's just the way that he was. Like clearly, yeah. he's not suffering. Yeah, he's just trying to. He's a scam artist.
0: Well, some good backpedaling there.
1: Right. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm donating money now to the homeless shelter uh, in Edmonton <clears throat> because I am an insensitive clod. Thanks for calling <laughs> me out. Good job. No, uh, no. no. But, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've, but I
0: feel the exact same way. Yeah. And so I'm on his side. And right. even in the Whammy Burger, when he's talking to the manager now, Rick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rick and Sheila. Rick and Sheila. Totally. <laughs> and he's like... Did you, did you catch his, like, I love his little punny, like what he asked for. It was an omelet. Yeah. But because it's Whammy Burger, he was like, can I get a womlet? A womlet. <laughs> That's pretty cute. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Dad, oh, dad jokes genius. are like all I got left.
0: Oh my god, that's good. Keep going. So he's, he, you know, he's trying to talk to Rick about the breakfast, and he's like, right. "Rick, um, I want a breakfast," and he's like, "Well, we stop serving breakfast at 11, 11 p.m. Or, or eleven a.m.
1: It's eleven thirty. Eleven
0: thirty. But then he checks his his watch, and it's like eleven thirty-two. Right. And what's funny is they have all, all the breakfasts is like right there's still them. breakfast there. <laughs> yeah, like you could
1: have just given them a breakfast and been done with. What are you supposed to do with them once that eleven thirty cutoff is done? You throw them in the garbage?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Anyway, it's stupid. So so Rick is like, um, he's like, Rick, come on. You seem like a reasonable guy. I just want breakfast, right? Yeah. And Rick's like, yeah, well, too bad. So uh, he decides to take matters in his own hands. Yep. He pulls out a gun. Right. He never pulls out the same gun twice. Nope. So he's got, now he's got a, like a, a semi-automatic kind of, um, yep. gun of some sort. Yep. I'm not a gunologist. Uh,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the degree you get when you know guns. Yeah. <laughs> Gunology. 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 Right. Keep yeah. on. Oh, very nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I
0: minored in stabology. Oh. Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So, uh, he's, he pulls out the gun. Everybody freaks out. Yeah. Right. And, um, uh, you know, he stops people from leaving and sort of tries to control the room a bit. Yeah. And um, Sheila's upset, and, and and good old Rick's upset, and he's like, "All I want is a goddamn breakfast. Is that right. too much to ask, yep. right?" And again, he just feels like he's he's on this righteous path. Um, so he tells um, Rick that he wants breakfast, and so they give him a breakfast. They give him a breakfast, but then he's like, "You know what, Rick? I've changed my mind. Um, now that we've got this connection, now." feel like i can call you rick right um i i want actually uh i'll get a uh, like a whammy burger with some whammy fries and yeah. a whammy shake or right something, right
1: and then as that's being prepared one of my favorite parts of this yeah. is he tries to like engage the group a little bit because like, there's all <laughs> the people kind of standing around and a little bit earlier this old guy tries to get up and walk oh, and yeah. he's like sir he's like where are you going and he kind of like doesn't say a word but just kind of points to the door he's like sit down he's like hmm <laughs> But then he goes to sit down and, you know, after a couple more things happen, and he's like sitting with his wife. Yeah. He's like, hey, ma'am, you enjoy your meal. <laughs> <laughs> just throws up right there. It's like, well, it could have just been the food, truthfully. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah. again, they try to like slice in these little points of levity, right? Like yeah. ease the tension a little bit, kind of That's bring right. it down. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of the humor is still supposed to be when he's still a protagonist. Yes. So, I mean, I was going to ask the question, but at this point, I'm with you. Yeah, still a protagonist.
0: That's interesting, actually, because as it escalates, I think there's less and less
1: humor points. Oh, it dries right up and yeah. goes dark as f. Yeah.
0: So. So he um, he goes over to this whammy burger and he flips it open and it's this flat little thing and that <laughs> sets him off too. <laughs> yep. You know because it's it, it doesn't look like the photo and stuff. Um, so he uh, he leaves there. Yep. Uh, and then it's lunch.
1: It's time for the retirement, retirement lunch. That's right.
0: Yeah. So, uh and his partner go for lunch and they yeah. start talking about it. And, Sandra. Um, Sandra starts talking about, like, why are you doing this? Why are you leaving?
1: Yeah. You're a good cop. Yeah. What do you think the tension is between them right here? Because, I mean, I feel like there's, like, either romance. Well, not romance, like, that they everything and anything ever happened. Yeah. But I feel like she almost wishes it does. And I'll tell you why.
0: Yeah.
1: If she can convince him not to go to Lake Haversu, yeah. then his wife is going to leave him. And that kind of makes him available to her, maybe, like or at least to be her partner again.
0: Yeah, there's definitely like, and it doesn't really matter, but like, there's there's obviously an age difference. There's, I mean, he's he's, you know, uh, larger, heavier guy yeah, and he's stuff. A larger and fella. She's kind of in her prime and and beautiful, and, and <laughs> straight
1: <laughs> out of Total Recall. Like she yeah, just basically. finished doing that set and then walked over.
0: She's a good looking gal. Oh yeah, same day. <laughs>
1: <Basically>, this <laughs> yeah. is a fantasy of hers now. She's in the machine. Recall, recall, recall. Oh no! Anyway,
0: so um, so he's he you know talks about her. So okay, so sorry. What you were talking about is that relationship. There's definitely a mentor mentee. Yeah, it could be infatuation on her part as well. Yeah, definitely. Like um, he enjoys her company and stuff, and
1: um, you know. So
0: she tries to convince him to stay.
1: And the only reason I say that is at the end of their conversation, as it's sort of brought up. That more things are happening and she needs to go because uh poor man's Paxton comes along again yeah. and has to pull her out. Don't <laughs> touch he, my gun. But he tells her yeah. specifically, it's because I love her. Yeah. Like this is why he's going, because I love her. He yeah. makes this very specific statement to her and it's like directly at her. Yeah. And instead of letting her go, he needs to finish that thought. Yeah. And this is why I thought maybe there's something more to it.
0: Yeah. Quite possibly. Like yeah. that, that absolutely could be the scenario, yeah. you know, but again, it, it, and also, sorry, it just popped into my head. Yep. Yeah of anyone in this film he's the most stable decent kind and understanding of any character
1: that's true I really mean, of
0: any of the males
1: as a female 100%. on the force and i mean yeah. you already easy to see like how uh, females in the workplace have been you know kind of taken advantage of or like the yeah. pay scales are different but i can't imagine being a female cop right like that's oh. A, a very macho dominated kind yeah. of field. Yeah. Um, not to take anything away from cops because now I have to apologize about anything I make an analysis <laughs> of because I'm afraid you're going to call me out. Yeah. Dink. Don't you have uh, a cousin or something yeah. that's... Uh... Well, Pete. a <laughs> Pete, yeah. friend oh, Pete. Oh, yeah, friend Pete. He's, he's a ex, cop. He's an ex-cop. Absolutely. Um, Great yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> See, there you go. Yeah. Checkbox. Bing.
0: Yes. Bang, boom. Anyway, anyway,
1: anyway, so for sure, I think it'd be really difficult. So you're yeah. right. Maybe that is a stabilizing force.
0: Yeah. So, so again, like it would make sense why that's... She's she would be infatuated with him because he is he's he's such a solid guy like yeah. he he is loving and he is good and kind like bam of course yeah. so quite possibly
1: so, so yeah <clears throat> Foster keeps going yeah Foster, we, we cut back to Foster he's going to try to find a gift now for Adele yes and so he goes to a swap meet and yeah what does he find
0: he finds a uh, little snow globe
1: right yeah and this and is
0: actually kind of a tender moment
1: it is what does he find inside though. Uh, is oh shit. inside the snow globe is a unicorn so I'll, yes. I'm not gonna make you flounder for it yeah but I wanted to ask you about what do you think that means like was there oh. specific symbolism on that because you know you can get kids lots of different stuff right like stuffy would be like an easy default yeah but what is it about the snow globe and maybe more specifically about a unicorn that you think Schumacher's trying to get at oh, it could geez. be nothing it could just be happenstance
0: I hadn't thought about it the fact that the, that something a snow globe shows a wintry scene, when it's mm-hmm. so blistering hot out as well maybe. is interesting. Like, he's trying to bring some refuge to his daughter, maybe. You know? I maybe don't
1: know. The magic of a controlled environment. Like is Maybe, it, yeah. Because, you know, unicorns obviously can grant wishes. Yeah. Um, it seems right now that he's being guided by something divine. And, yeah. and his fate is being driven by this. Maybe that's his way of kind of focusing in on that and being like... Maybe. This is my gift to you, daughter. Yeah. Because, well, and again, not to spoil the ending, but... You know, in the, the, there's going to be a sacrifice that happens. And maybe this is a transference of that that destiny that he is harboring wow. that he can give. Except yeah. the unicorn doesn't make it. It doesn't make it. No. Yeah. So your cinema theory is out the wind. I know. I just blew this. But I mean, again, <laughs> no. because he doesn't survive, that's why the unicorn doesn't survive. Yeah. Maybe that that moment when the unicorn dies is foretelling of yeah. him failing on his mission.
0: I, I don't doubt any symbolism in this film, honestly.
1: I know it's it's hard not to know what's Seriously? there on purpose and what's just kind of like <laughs> some grip, like uh, yeah. I don't know. Here, here's a fucking snow globe.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, we need to get for his dog. Where's this
1: Cabbage Patch Kid? Like. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got
0: it. I don't know. Um. Is a snow globe. I was no. going to give it to my daughter, but
1: uh. give me that, <laughs> Schumacher. Just yes, yeah. and then puts a cigar out on his face. Ah, <laughs> oh, my eye! Oh, thank you, Mister Schumacher. <laughs> no I'll make you an extra in the next film I do. Trust me, I'll make you famous. <laughs> Boo! Anyway, yeah. what's cool though yeah. is like you were about to get into. Yeah. So, but he sees across the street yep. a fellow
0: who is protesting outside of a bank. Correct. And this guy, and totally intentional, is dressed exactly. Yes, Bill, except the guy is black. Right. And the guy's holding a sign saying, not economically viable. Yep. He's been denied a loan. A loan from a bank that he has banked with for 15 years or something like that? Seven.
1: Seven. But that's important because later on, when Bill is talking about Foster, when he's talking about working for the company that he was with, he was with them for seven years. Oh. There's a parallel that's there somehow. So this is dark Foster. Yes. And I'm not necessarily talking about skin tone, but what I mean is it's it's kind of him at his lowest, right? Like, yeah. here's someone who is now, he can project all of his frustrations into, and he's watching it happen. Yeah. So it only emboldens him more a little bit when he gets pulled, hauled away. Yeah. Like, this guy is just like him. He's got, like, a, like there's a long-term commitment to something that's been taken away from him. Yes. He's not economically viable. Like, Bill's no longer economically viable. Yeah. He gets pulled away and taken off before he can kind of complete his mission to get, you know, the loan that he wanted to get. Yeah. So... I think that more and more so, there's this urgency that comes up. Like, I need to complete my mission. Yes. I need to continue on where destiny's taking me. Because I could be like that guy and never get to the end.
0: And the cops could haul me away. Exactly right. Yeah. And there's, the cops are, there's, they're everywhere around him. Totally. Yeah.
1: But, sorry, just to, just to yeah. tie this up with a bow. At the end when he's pulling away, Dark Foster stops for a moment. And he, yeah. he, what does he say to him? He says, don't forget me. And you can just see, like, Foster go, nods.
0: Yeah. You can I tell won't.
1: that that printed right there. It's yeah. A, like, part Ooh. of that, that journey. I know. It's cool. oh, that's such a
0: good film. Yeah. Uh mm. so yeah, he sees that. And I think uh is it at that point where he decides that his shoes are no longer working for him, so he goes into the army surplus? There might be something in between
1: there. Yeah, so uh let's see here. Yeah. Basically, uh the police leave Barbara Hershey's. That's the kind of the yes. next thing that really happens. So they yeah. sort of say, like you said before, uh, you know what, call your lawyer, maybe. Yeah. You probably just got yeah. scared. Yeah. Um, She's like, well, I had to take a public servant to do this. Like, I don't have a set lawyer. Like, yeah. well, just, just call that guy and then tell him to call the other guy. So then it's official. Yeah. Like, they're really just they placating just, her. They're not taking her seriously. They blow her
0: off. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, so they leave. It turns out, like, Adele, the daughter, is having a birthday party. Yep. So um, she's trying to get ready for the birthday party and things like that. Um, and uh, I think Pendergast, um, he... Is this when he goes back and talks to, because I think he this learns he about the Whammy Burger.
1: Yes. yes, that's right. So now he's got guns and he's like, well, then he makes that connection. Yeah. Where would he get guns? He yes. went from bat to knife to guns. Guns would have come from the car. Yeah. And so he this is where he like confronts uh, Angelina again.
0: Yeah, he does. And uh, her mom doesn't want her to talk to me. No, that. definitely yeah. not. But um, he does. He manages to get her alone and, and starts to talk to her and she confesses. Yeah. Because he says, I believe you. Yep. I believe you. Because mm. no other cops believed her. Right. And so she goes, yeah. The, the guns came from from um, my guys. They had all the guns in the world, okay. right? Yeah.
1: And that that line always kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Like all the guns in the world, I was like, oh, you know what? When you see what the destructive power of a gun is, yeah. and you know, you've just watched the people who are wielding these guns, uh, they end up dying anyway. Like, yeah. honestly, it it would be overwhelming. Oh, I think, I think, yeah.
0: And the fact that he's, like, in every scene he pulls out a gun, it's always a new gun. He has all the guns in the world. Literally. Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. right. It's wild. So, um, I think then it flashes to him uh, wanting to replace his shoes.
1: Right. So, he's at the Circus stories. He's kind of walking along and his shoes messed up.
0: Yeah. He goes in. He starts looking for uh, a pair of boots. Right. Right. Uh, the store owner is there listening to the <laughs> policeman. Right. And so, he's hearing um, all the incidents that... that bill is perpetrating and he clues in Yep, yeah. right away that it's bill absolutely yeah <clears throat> uh, but there's other patrons right <laughs> oh my god
1: so he comes in he's looking for shoes yeah uh and then as he's asking about the boots like they talk about two kinds of boots there's like top of the line this one's yeah. from like sierra club things it's amazing and he's yeah. you could tell he fucking contemptuous of this shit yeah then he talks about the set of army boots that will yeah. like cost half as much and last twice as long yeah and great for stomping gay people i know i know <laughs> it's so, terrible
0: Bill is in the change room uh, after um, the store owner. What's his name again?
1: Uh, his name is Nick. Nick.
0: So so uh, while Bill's trying on shoes, um, Sandra comes in and because uh, he he brushes by the police so often in this
1: yeah it's amazing he's never caught the one yeah. thing i always noticed about this movie is you're right the police presence is so big yeah and it must have been reflective of all the tension in la yeah because you've got guys on patrol they yes. are trying to keep things simmered down yeah and so the fact that he got as far as he did <laughs> with that much police presence it's kind of nuts well again like maybe that plays
0: into um the the sort of uh, racial aspect yeah. of it is that nobody believes that that a a This white guy in a a shirt and tie would go on this kind of rampage. Totally. So they're... It's too hard. So they're not looking for him. Nope. You know? That's... ah, Far out. Okay. So um, uh, Nick interacts with Sandra and uh, he's a total D-bag to her. Uh, And so um, she leaves. And he closes up the shop. Yep. And he goes and he reveals that he knows who Bill is. That right. Bill's been causing this stuff. So he he's like, "I'm on your side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I want to go with the no, same you. you and me." There oh, it is. There That's it is. It yeah. <laughs> so thank you. I knew it would come. So they he takes him downstairs to see his special stash, like yeah. his, his one sort of secret room. And like you say, there's like you know, uh, kill gas, and like there's a Santa Claus with a Nazi band on <laughs> it. Like, oh, Santa. Nazi <laughs> Santa. Oh, not as bad as like. Um, like um, Starvengers, like yeah. with, with um, <laughs> Cur- Colonel Fuhrer, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Fuhrer. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh but my but God. all my childhood symbols are destroyed because now I know who Hitler is.
0: <laughs> um, but, but he is,
1: he's showing them all this kind yeah. of like Nazi paraphernalia and, you know, yeah. but this is where I think there's another, like, so maybe this is where he is no longer for sure. Yeah. I think this is where he becomes an antagonist because... We we talked before earlier on about racism, right? Yeah. And so here's Frederick Forrest really being overtly racist. Like yeah. Not only that, but like homophobic okay. and, and tons of just like disgusting, yeah. awful things that he said. He
0: is he is the the epitome of like scum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But but very much the sort of small minded you know yeah. mentality that exists in all, you know every country to yeah. a degree. But, I mean, there. this is sort of like a, a stereotypical, maybe American kind of view of things. Mm-hmm. And so he's going into it and he's talking about it, but he's he's identifying with him as a vigilante. And this is what vigilantes do. Yeah. And and Foster's like, no, I'm nothing like you. I'm an American and you're a racist, disgusting pig. Yeah. Even though Foster also was racist earlier. Yep. Like, he definitely has his own sort of ideas about things. Yeah. Um, he does whatever he wants to do. He just... I think when confronted with the darker image of where he's going down yeah he won't see it well and it's better to erase it yeah. than it is to acknowledge that he's like I, I don't think that they're the same at all i, no, I mean no. but but he could go that he could be tipped
0: yeah and i think it also like it, it it's it's easy for him to absolve himself of what he's doing because now he's looking at such a, a disgusting figure he's like oh I'm yeah you know the things that i've done have been done for for the the cause of good right and you're scum so
1: but it's interesting because he's like first in the korean scene like he's against a foreign enemy yes let's just call it that like so he's transposing all of that vitriol towards something else yeah but now when he has to confront american like these are his people these are the ones he's defending yeah the defense is gone now
0: yeah right he gave
1: away that part of it yeah He's on offense. Yeah. And so instead of like trying to rationalize or come up with a solution, like remember like when you were talking about the gang members yeah, and he was logical and he's rational and he's like, okay, you know what? I tried to do this thing you know, I'm just going to walk away and apologize. There was none of that. No, no, no. So now that he's like kind of taking a look at America and sort of look at that ugly side of it. And again, this is not Americans in any way. um, But there is that, that portion like there is in Canada. We just had like this terrible um, shooting that went on and, Saskatchewan like oh, stabbing. Yeah, or at any rate, it was a series of murders that happened. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah. there there's displacement and um rage everywhere.
0: Everywhere. But um go ahead. so so um yeah, Nick gets offended yeah. because um Bill basically says like you're a racist piece of shit. Right. And so uh Nick turns on him, pulls a gun on him. Yeah. And then um h- tries to handcuff him. So he handcuffs one hand, yep. turns him around and that's where that weird like like kind of almost sexualized kind of a situation happens. Yep. um, And so he wants, uh, Bill's other hand, right? And a big close-up on Nick's mouth too, right? Give it to me, give it to me.
1: me. I (laughs) know. So I quote that all the time too. Like, hey, did you pass the soup? (laughs) Give it to to me, me.
0: give Give it to me. me
1: (laughs) me (laughs) me. People are looking at us like, you guys are idiots.
0: (laughs) And it's true. So it's very true. Uh, but, um, he reaches, he managed, because he had pocketed the
1: knife at that point. That's right. He had the butterfly knife that he, yeah. then there's a shot actually in that scene where yeah. he kind of slides it in. You never really see what happens to it, but you kind of know it's going to be important later. Yeah, exactly.
0: Everything has, oh,
1: everything's planted for a reason. It's pretty tasty. I know. But so he, he, he pulls out the knife while
0: Nick is distracted and jabs it into him. Yep. <laughs> Nick has the best line. But I mean, he pulls the knife out of his, his neck, right? He's like, this isn't one of mine. <laughs> Totally. You know, and then um, this is when Bill kills somebody. Right. He shoots Nick. And it's funny that Schumacher um, eases us into even that transition by making the person he kills the most deplorable person. Yeah. So it's murder. Absolutely. But even part of me at this point was like, yeah, that guy deserves to get hurt or
1: or but or how, revenge, how is but not, maybe not killed but. how is it more so than the guys who just tried to kill him too like you know the gang members tried to do it and he found a way to absolve himself I don't know. there's an interesting detail that comes up later on too which i could I kind have of landed on later and i was like yeah. oh shit yeah. so not only does he kill him yeah. but when they actually find the body he's stuffed in a display case ah so it's not like he's just killing out of defense now right like yeah. he's actually making statements yeah. about his killing like he's He's oh. proselytizing a little bit. He's he's on the you know preacher's mound.
0: Oh, maybe. Giving yeah. a sermon on high. It's, yeah. it's interesting. He could have just left him there. Right. But he but did it, something about it. I mean, see, he's in the back room. It's not like he needed to hide him for any reason.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Interesting. Yeah, Ooh. I thought it was a cool little detail. Ooh, that is cool. I hadn't yeah.
1: landed on it before when I was hearing the yeah. description. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, he's not the yeah. same person who started that journey Yeah, at this point, absolutely. for sure.
0: Side note, yeah. um, Nick also, when they were still kind of friends, not friends, but kind of... Um, at least... Uh, you know, alive. Civil. Yeah. Uh, kind of alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly alive. Um, he um, he gave Bill a rocket launcher. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, which, it, it's an upgrade. Uh, keeps going. Yeah, he upgraded again. Where's
1: the skill tree at right now?
0: <laughs> well... Uh, Dual wield. Yeah, <laughs> uh, He's um, uh, looking to have regeneration. I, I already
1: regret <laughs> giving you this license to do this part. <laughs> Please. Okay.
0: Okay. So he's, now he's, he's changed his clothes. Yep. He's changed his boots. Um, and, and he's armed with even more deadly weapons. Right. He, he takes off.
1: No. Well, no. he actually makes a phone call. Then. Oh, that's right. This is, makes the next phone call to Barbara Hershey. Oh. And this is where we talked about, I sort of mentioned earlier about his analogy of being like the Apollo mission. That's right. And he's like, you know what? It's like, I'm that guy and I'm on the dark side of the moon and people are just going to have to wait till like come around the other side of the moon to see what pops out yes so this this is for sure the moment where I feel like protagonist to antagonist
0: yeah it's his metamorphosis and and
1: he's just saying like it's too far to go now like it's too it's a point of no return it's too it's harder to go backwards than it would be to go forwards yeah so he's committed to it
0: yes that's Um,
1: right oh that
0: would freak the fuck out of me totally like she's she's freaked out yep right she's absolutely because she calls the cops again
1: well and she even says like there's a cops right here he's like good put him on the phone yeah (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and then she just hangs up because yeah. they're definitely not there but again he's so emboldened at this point yes. he's calling bluffs yeah. he's not afraid of anything no no that's no, pretty amazing so uh, then they go to the construction scene
0: oh yeah and this one stuck out like a sore thumb to me yeah okay I mean I get it
1: yep. you know but it, it felt
0: tacked on
1: oh actually know. sorry I'm wrong oh. this is where they go back to the traffic jam yes oh okay yeah so he goes oh. back to Lee's oh yes he goes back
0: to Lee's, and this is right, because Pendergast goes and finds Bill's car. Right. Uh, and this is where he learns who he is. Correct. That's right. Yeah. From the license plate. Yep. Right? And, um, and he's able, He's starting to visualize, too, uh, his path.
1: Right? Exactly. Starting
0: to figure out where Bill is going. Totally. So he goes and he discovers that it's Bill Foster. Does he go visit Bill's mom at this point?
1: Right after this, because now yeah. they get the plate, yes. they can trace it back to where it's registered.
0: Yeah, so Bill doesn't live... Obviously, he he can't live with his wife anymore, ex-wife. Right. Um. So he lives with his mom, and yep. he goes uh, and um, him and Sandra Prendergast and Sandra go to talk to his mom. Right. This is a beautiful scene.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Holy you shit. can really see where Pedagast's relatability has oh. been has served him so well. Yeah. Like he's liked on the force, you know, or at least tolerated, even yeah. though he's not like an effective policeman in their eyes. But really, it's getting to her to. Um, to foster his mom yeah. and try to establish commonality. Like he does such a nice job oh. of like, you can tell she's skittish. You yeah. can tell she's scared. You know, the Barbara Hershey battered kind of feel to it. Yeah. There's that element to her too. Oh yeah. Like she's afraid of him. And she even speaks to this, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. She talks about like uh, sometimes at dinner, he, he won't say a word. He'll just stare and she just can't take the silence. And so she has to spit out her food. Yep. Yeah. And he looks at her like, like, he wants to kill her
1: exactly right yeah oh it's it's oh, it's and a great scene totally yeah and it, it's um same lady from twister like i really i yeah. really like this actress she's like super relatable minority report I yeah i
0: can't remember her name but she's really, um, really good. She, she's she's brilliant in this so he learns more about bell that he was
1: fired yeah oh no actually. She, she brings it up sandra cup brings it forward like they yeah. find that out when they yeah. do some more uh, information once they learn about him and kind yeah. of what's going on with him
0: but just, uh, she gets to, uh, they get to a better snapshot of, um, go to bill and they learn about the ex-wife. Right. Yeah.
1: And so he ch- sort of challenges a little bit, like, you know, where does she live? And she's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, you don't know where your grandkid is. And she's like, he doesn't want me to know. Ugh. Like, it's really, again, this whole idea of control, right? Yeah. Like, you know, isolate people, make yeah. sure that they can't do things, have like little pockets that you can manage. Yeah. Again, more and more. So you just you learn. He is not a nice guy. Like yeah. threatening that poor sweet woman and, and ha- making her feel like she could get killed. That's terrifying. Yeah. Ah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So so they learn about the ex wife, yep. and so they they head out, and they're gonna go to uh, the police station.
1: They do, but in the meanwhile, Foster's yes. still on his journey, and yes. this is where he comes to the golf course.
0: Yes. So, oh my <laughs> so
1: crossing the golf course and yeah. you got these two like rich.
0: Is it construction or golf course first?
1: Uh well, well the construction happened earlier sorry maybe we skipped over it but okay. it's uh,
0: you know it's, it's a and it's a scene that I'm not super happy with. He he sees that this road is blocked off. Yep. This this construction guy like flips flips li- him off a little yep. bit, yep. right? <laughs> yeah, I say so, right? And then he pulls out the rocket launcher and um, the, the construction guy confesses that there's nothing wrong with the street. They're just trying to spend their budget so they can make the same again next year. Right. And he ends up launching a rocket at a piece of equipment uh, down this, like, uh, tunnel. Yeah,
1: <laughs> kind of weird. blows it a little bit, hey? Like, yeah. the shot goes kind of awry, but ends up connecting in the end.
0: Yeah, so he blows that up. Right. Okay, anyway, so the, the golf course. Yeah. So he leaps into this golf course yep. and is walking, is trying to go through it because yep. it's on its way. There's two golfers there. In ridiculous golf uniforms. For sure. And Absolutely. one guy tries to hit a ball at
1: Bill. Yeah. He's like, um, uh, I'm just coming through. And he's like, no one said you could play through. This
0: is my golf course. I pay my
1: dues. Not, well, yeah. not even my dues, but my fucking dues. Like, he's yeah. super enraged. So, like you say, he starts, like, swinging balls at him. Yeah. And I thought this guy was hilarious looking because he's got, like, a pink hat <laughs> with a pom-pom on top. Yeah. And he's got Oscar the Grouch eyebrows. <laughs> like, he's just, he's so preposterous. <laughs> but, I mean, just, you know, those fat cats and, like... Yeah smoking their cigars and you know drinking their <laughs> sweet liquor like this guy is like a total stereotype oh right? yeah so it's actually kind of satisfying when he has a heart attack eventually oh, from yeah. all the stress when um Bill takes the shotgun a new gun and he, all the guns in the world yeah. and shoots his golf court yeah and so it <laughs> spins off into the like little lake which is actually again kind of funny kind of funny but yeah. but again you're right the, the humor moments are less and less yeah they're really trying to ratchet up the tension
0: yeah uh, yeah exactly like <laughs> Where are your pills? Are they in the golf course? Oh, well, you don't got them now. You're gonna die with that funny looking hat on your head. Totally, <laughs> <So good. laughs>
1: it's a super good line. Yeah, but it's what I thought was cool was uh, not really cool, but kind of an yeah. interesting thing is he can kill without guns now. Yeah, like he's got that guy down. Like yeah. again, it just reinforces again this idea that his mission is being supported by fate or yeah. by destiny. Yeah, so he's emboldened. He t- he takes
0: off and um, he's now. Um, closer and closer to his ex-wife yeah. um at the same time i think is this where they're at the station and they throw that party
1: for pendergast well then back to foster oh right uh and he tries to hop that fence oh right, right, right. yeah
0: he hops a fence and he runs into this family yep. this family who's barbecuing and the family assumes he's with the security Correct. company yeah um but um so they're kind of like sorry we're here like the owners let us come in here well i'm the gardener Blah blah yeah blah. blah. Yep. Uh, but it turns out he's, um, they figure out that he's not because you hear sirens. And stuff,
1: right. right. And he kind of hides a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, he doesn't want to get spotted by the choppers or, like, get, you yeah. know, kind of get seen.
0: And he, he grabs his family's little girl and they all kind of hide in the shed kind of thing. And the dad's like, take me instead. Like, please don't hurt anyone. Yeah. And, and this is interesting because Bill had cut his hand climbing the fence. Climbing the fence. And he, he, he um, sees blood on the little girl because he had grabbed her to bring her in. And he's like, oh, God, sweetie, I'm so sorry. And there's like a kind of a tender moment there, where um, um, he's also taken aback that he the thought that someone would think he would hurt a little girl. Right. Too is like, no, I've got a little girl. It's her birthday. Yeah. You know, and and he has he kind of an introspective moment there.
1: He doesn't see himself for who he is, right? No. Like he's no! very, And I, I mean, it's captured best in the end of the film, and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. But it, it it's funny because until he actually says it, I don't think that it registers for him. Yeah but he definitely doesn't see himself as a villain for sure.
0: No, no. And so maybe that then emboldens him not on the righteous path, but maybe he's just like, you know what? Now I'm really, I'm on the point of no return. Yeah. I think I am kind of the villain a little bit here. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So back to okay. the headquarters. Yeah.
1: So putting yeah. more information together, they're trying to find out now the name of the wife. Yeah. And so they're like foster, yeah. uh, whatever her, she has like an Italian last name. And so it's kind of, they look for a hyphenated version, but doesn't register. And he's like, go straight back to her maiden name. Yeah. And so they're trying to get that part of it all sorted out. And in the meanwhile, they kind of put together the path. The pathway now is really clear. So you keep adding up incidences. Uh, They find out that there was an old guy died on a golf course. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, the pathway is really linear and then you can kind of see where they're headed and it's Venice beach. Correct. Yeah. Like where else would an Italian live? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh,
0: that's that's not that bad. But, um, uh, so, so him and Sandra, Pendergast and Sandra are like, we gotta go. Yeah. But they're stopped because there is a surprise part.
1: Right, there's a, yeah. a stripper part. Strippergram. Yeah. yeah. So they try to make a cake for him. They can't fit Pendergast's name on yeah. the cake because his name's too long. Yeah. And then they try to pull this stripper coming through. And Pendergast is actually really good about kind of playing along up to a point, yeah. right? Like he's like, yeah. oh, this is really great. Thanks, guys. This is nice. Stop. Yeah. Look, I gotta go.
0: I got something important to do, right? And then somebody says like, what are you afraid of women now? Right? Yeah, right. And it's like, ha ha ha, ha. And then um, uh, poor man's Bill Paxton. Yep. Goes like, yeah, have you seen his wife? And then just goes dead silent. Oh, yeah. And uh, fucking Duvall. God, he's good. He wanders over and just fucking cold cocks this guy. Totally. <laughs> Lays him out.
1: Yeah. And, and he <laughs> falls in the cake. Yeah, he yeah. Kind of crushes it down. Just before that, though, there's a really important scene. Yes. The captain. S- uh, oh, th- Actually, that one too. So there's two important scenes. I'll, I'll do the first one and okay. then you do the captain one. Okay. So the first one is he gets a call from his wife. Yeah. And she's like, oh, when are you coming home? And he's like, look, I, I, I'll be home when I get home. Something yeah. really important has come up. And she's like, what? What the hell? And she kind of has a bit of a freak out on him yeah. and he just loses it on her, which yeah. is awesome. He's like, this is when he stands up. Yeah. Speaking of transitions, this is where his transition begins. Yeah. So he's gone from deferential. You you learn like... um back uh, that his, like... What, is it now that his daughter has died maybe not yet well, anyway you he, know that he, he quits
0: uh that's when he confronts bill right and talks about it anyway
1: so anyway but, yeah. right now he just talks about having left being on active duty and like yeah. trying to make sure that he's helping his wife and that one time when he came home after uh an incident she thought that he was dead and that he was a ghost and that he had to kind of shut her down yeah. so he's been so deferential to her for so long yeah but this he's just fucking had it because he's yeah. on a roll and he's starting to feel his power again a little. bit. yeah more. yeah and so he just sort of tells her like look I'm going to be home when I get home. And when I get there, I want dinner waiting. And leave the skin on the, <laughs> the chicken. Because I like it crispy. And she's like, well, don't have to bite my head off. <laughs> yeah. After she's kind of been riling him this whole time, right?
0: Yeah. There's a number of phone calls throughout right. the movie. And and every time it's him, yeah, exactly. Placating and yep. and
1: really, like you said, different intro. But he makes kind of a little smile and a harumph. Like he's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah he does. He, you're right. He's getting his power back. Yeah, anyway. It's cool because he's paralleling Bill in that he's like, he's... He's transforming as well. Like he's turning
1: into something else. Well, he's rising into the cop that would be able to stop Bill. Yeah. Like his confidence before probably he wouldn't have been able to, nah. to kind of match or meet what that level is now. Yeah. But he's, again, you're right. He's transforming into the right person to deal yeah. with the right villain. Go on. There's another quick scene where, and just because it's, it's a great line at the end of it. Is
0: um, uh, the captain pulls Pendeast aside uh, because Pendeast is like pursuing this thing?
1: He's like, "You were gotta- talking about the duffel bag." Yeah. And so uh, the captain goes into his office again, where he's yeah. been working out, and he pulls out so, a duffel bag. Yeah,
0: I must be the shooter then because I got a fucking duffel bag. right? <laughs>
1: yeah. And then he
0: he slams down um, Pendeast and says, "You know what, Pendeast? I never liked you. I never liked you. You don't want to know one? Why? Because you don't swear. I don't fucking trust a cop that doesn't swear, and that's why I don't trust you. Right? Kind of thing. So it's like, oh." You know, a neat little dig there that nobody believes Pendergast either.
1: Yeah. And Earlier, the captain has, like, yeah. a little bit of a thing where he's like, you know what? Uh, you know, you're, you've got 16-hour work days, uh, you're full of human scum, like, everyone's terrible. Yeah. It's really his, like, view of the world. He's kind of transposing it a, yes. a bit on Pendergast. Yeah. But in that moment right there, like, I think he's just looking for everyone to be kind of cookie-cutter cop yeah. um, and an easy mold and a fit. And I bet you poor man's Paxton is probably, like, his favorite guy in the whole oh, forest. Oh, yeah. Because he's douche, he's, yeah. he's a douchebag. Exactly. <laughs> so it kind of fits that mold that the captain's looking for, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, they leave there, and now they are they are burning ass over to um, Venice. Venice. Right. At the same time, um, uh, which we call, it? Bill has arrived on the boardwalk and calls her again to let her know that their favorite ice cream place is gone. Right. And that he'll be home in a minute.
1: So she's freaking, freaking out <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: She takes off.
1: Yeah. So he comes dashing like it's. He yeah. knows the distance between where he's calling from yeah. to the house. Yeah. So it's just like I'm com- I don't know what the menace is about. Like again, I, I know that he's trying to create this thing or he's trying he's he was so bold and yeah. he's been shut out for so long that now he's like fuck it, I'm just I, I nothing can stop me. Yeah. I'm impenetrable.
0: I wonder if it's he calls her because he's he's like in his mind he's kind of formulated a bit of a plan like I'm I'm at the point of no return. This, this is probably going to be like a murder-suicide type situation.
1: But aren't you more likely to capture her and get through with your plan if she doesn't know that how close you are?
0: Maybe maybe he's kind of almost self-sabotaging that idea. Potentially. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't
1: know attention. that his conscience is that strong uh, at this point. Yeah. Maybe, but, it's, just, maybe it's just cinematic. It could be. <laughs> raising the tension.
0: Yeah. Ratchet up. So wow. he, he rips off and he goes to the house. Yep. She's taken off down the pier. Yep. Um And he flips on a, um, a birthday video. Which is neat because yeah. it shows um, I one, love of, scene. Yeah, yeah. one of Adele's birthdays and and he bought her a, a rocking horse. But she doesn't want to go on She's a little baby and she just doesn't want to go on it. And he's like, put her on the... He's talking to Barbara Hershey. He's like, yeah. put her on the horse. I bought her the fucking horse. Put her on the horse. Yeah. So she's trying to do what he wants and put her on. Baby's freaking out and crying. Yeah. And he's he's like, wow, I bought her the fucking horse. Why doesn't she want to go on it? And you get that sense of that menace.
1: Yeah, like and then you cool. see Hershey's eyes again. Yeah. And it's, it's the same eye view that's mirrored throughout her performance throughout the movie. Yeah. And it's like, this is the moment when she realizes, I gotta leave this guy. Yes. And when that terror starts to come again, when he's getting closer yeah. and he keeps calling and more menace... It's like a callback to that other yeah, eye movement yeah. that's, that's in the film. So again, Schumacher just ties this stuff up so fucking beautifully. Backstitching
0: uh, and just, uh, oh.
1: And this is but why yeah. I love her performance too, because she's able to carry that and you yeah, can see it. It's yeah. registerable almost immediately. so he's watching the video, but there's a phone call because yeah. they're trying to get a hold of, they're trying to warn her, like he's on the way yeah. and he kind of like, he's scratching his dog, like the puppy that he bought her yeah. in the video. Yeah, Like there's another sort of a scene later on where there's like, yeah, she's kind of with the puppy. There's a dog. Yeah. yeah there's a dog anyway so but then she talks about you know we're gonna go to your favorite place yeah it's the pier it's the pier and he just kind of like it clicks into him that that's probably where she would go if there was trouble yeah so he bolts he's on his way off to the pier
0: yeah okay michael douglas yep is how old at this point oh gosh i don't know late 30s late 30s he's in good shape yeah really good so he rips off full speed <laughs> totally down the pier yeah right terminator
1: 2 well actually uh, he does michael
0: patrick i lied Oh. he doesn't do this yet because uh Welcome right Patrick. when he d- he discovers where she is <laughs> yeah. Jason Patrick. No, no,
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> hey michael <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. sorry yeah okay. uh um, you need to watch last one. we do we really do sorry three geeky dads is really kind of influencing a lot of my oh interest in movies yeah, right now <laughs> shout out to those guys by the way oh they're my Christ. so awesome
0: well we got a good one coming up we do. um yeah uh well i don't want to talk about it quite yet we'll talk about it at the end there yeah but um uh so before he leaves Sandra and Pendergast arrive. Sandra goes through the front door, she gets shot. Uh or the back door rather. Right. She, she gets does. shot, That's and right. then uh Pendergast is trying to he doesn't have a gun. He's already submitted <laughs> his gun, right? So he's like he's kinda of like Fred Flintstoneing himself through the, the house, you know, oh. trying defensive postures.
1: Okay. No Parkour!
0: Parkour, yeah, he does like a like a backflip at one point. Okay no and um Fazil? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then flips again okay um, but um, so <laughs> partner, gets sh- yeah. partner gets partner yeah. gets shot she's, o- she's okay though yeah and then he- she gives him his uh, her gun right and then uh, Michael Douglas is-, is now like like full <clears throat> tilt down that pier right fast as yeah right um, and Pentagaston sees him. And so he's chasing him. Right. Right. Pentagaston is not a fast guy.
1: He is not.
0: <laughs> but he's but motivated. He's motivated. Yeah. So, um, we see at the end of the pier is a little ice cream shop. And that's where, um, Barbara Hershey and the daughter are.
1: Yep. Right. They're trying at, like, to stay in plain sight, like be visible. Yeah! In a public spot. Exactly. What could possibly happen?
0: Yeah. Uh, Michael Douglas then rocks up behind her. Yep. Kind of thing. And like, embraces her like, like nothing's ever happened. And right. she's just.
1: She's like. I'm not your wife anymore. He's yeah. like, Remem- remember yeah. this, honey? Till death do us part. <laughs> oh, my God. You're just like the menace of it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: at, at, at some point, he pulls out a gun and scares everybody off the pier. Yep.
1: Cleans the crowd out.
0: Cleans the crowd out. And um, um, she's just, like, convinced he's going to kill them. Yep. Uh, and then you hear a, a, a calm voice. Not out of breath. Nope.
1: Not sweating. <laughs> no. A very calm voice is... Well, again, uh, his, he's got his power now. Yeah. Like, he's, he's totally <laughs> he risen to this. Now he can also do, like, high-speed running. Just... <laughs>
0: He was under the pier going hand over hand. Oh, that's it. Kind of thing. So, uh, Pentagast <laughs> is there. Having, and he's got a little cup of popcorn. He's not sweating Just like a Chris anything.
1: Farley level of agility <laughs> oh, from like seriously? the Chippendale stripper scene. Like,
0: <laughs> Well, he
1: was pretty sweaty in that one.
0: That's true. Keep going. So, um, um, they don't know he's a cop. Yeah. But so, he's just talking to him. And Michael Douglas is like, I'm trying to enjoy a moment with my family here. And Pentagast talks away. And he starts talking about himself and how his, his daughter... He used to have a daughter, but she died. She Mm -hmm. died of Mm -hmm. uh, like SIDS or something. Yeah. Which is, that's supposed to happen when babies, when kids
1: are really young, not when they're two. Well, so I wanted to ask you about this one really quick because the first thing that he sort of, as he's launching into the story, is like, my wife was never a really good mother, was never meant to be a mother. Yeah. And so then he goes through the story and he's like, it's really weird. Like, I wonder if he puts something together in that moment about her maybe being responsible for her child's death. Oh my God. I know it's dark. But we're kind of at that point. Um, oh, but he just sort of says, like, you know what? Not a good mom. Weird that it happened. Yeah. But, you know, is it something where she was so distraught by the change in her body? Because he's referencing this all the time.
0: Yeah. She was a beauty queen. Beauty queen.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, this is all she has is her looks. Now that that was all taken away for her. She did this for me. Did she come to the point where she resented that child so much? Oh, God. That she chose to hurt him in a way that would irreparably change him. And, and eventually put her... In control of his fate. Oh my God!
0: Maybe, maybe. I know
1: it's a stretch. Holy
0: shit! That's dark.
1: I know. I know. I don't know. Maybe. But it's just the way that it was phrased. Like yeah. when, when he was talking about, it, he's like, you know what? Because it, it leads. It, it kind of is. Yeah. Anyway, it, nothing's off the table when it comes to this movie in Ooh, terms of symbolism. So keep going. Holy shit! I
0: just, yeah, my brain just exploded. There. I know it was a lot. Oh my God! Okay, so um, um, uh, he manages to signal to Barbara Hershey that he's a cop. Yep. Um, and he he tricks um, Michael Douglas into lowering his gun
1: for a moment. With the popcorn. She With, uh, Adele yeah. gives the popcorn to Daddy. Yeah. Daddy wants to eat the popcorn because it's such a nice gesture from his daughter. Yeah. He puts his gun down.
0: Yeah. At that time, uh, Barbara kicks the gun away, yep. grabs the daughter, and goes. Michael tries to chase, but then uh, Duvall's got the gun on. him. Correct. Right? And he's like, okay, it's over. We're done. We're done here. Mm-hmm. And Michael Douglas is like, no, we're not done. We're not done. I've got another gun. No, no. Oh, wait, no. wait, wait. Oh, he talks so about,
1: yeah. They, they start going into this a little bit. Like, and then, yeah, there's the that weird, the yeah. yeah, there's that weird Fabio <laughs> guy in the background and the man Keeney is just like <laughs> on his roller skates checking it out. I'm like, yeah. oh, the cops are there. you know, kind of like, that's sort of prompts um, Foster to get a little nervous. Yeah. But there's that moment where he's like talking to him about what's going on. Oh, you know, there's no justification for the thing that you did today. And he's yeah. like, I'm the bad guy. He's like, yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. again, this is the moment I was alluding to earlier where it's like he never sees himself as the as the bad guy in this. Yeah. He yeah. because he's been empowered by all of the circumstantial things that have happened to him along yeah. his journey. But when he finally sees it, he owns it. Yeah. And he utilizes it, recognizing that there may still be a way to redeem himself for his daughter.
0: Yeah. And so that's financially. That's it. Cuz he um he he basically says like I'm I'm not going to see my daughter grow up from behind bars. Right. And says like I've got a gun. Right. I've got lots of guns. I've got all the guns in the, <laughs> the world. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so Duval's like, "Don't, don't do this. Don't do this." Right? Yep. He's begging him not to do this. Yep. And uh, eventually, Michael Douglas pulls out a gun. It turns out to be a squirt gun. Yep. Uh, and he actually squirts Duval first. <laughs> right. He actually gets him before Duval pulls off his shield.
1: Right. And he's like, "I would have got you. I would have got you." Yep.
0: And self satisfied, he tips off the pier. Yep. To his death. Right and uh and Duvall goes
1: back to the house to check on his partner yeah check on she's she's alive yep she's okay and he has a little chat with Adele yeah and she's like oh so uh so what's your name little girl and she's yeah. like my name is Adele and he's like if I had a little girl I would want her to be called Adele yeah and she's like what's your name and he's like it's Mud and he's like no it's now not it's mud. and he's yeah. like yes it is because my that's what my name is going to be when my wife finds out I'm still, still a, a cop. cop
0: yeah so yeah Foster's dead yep
1: he's reclaimed his power Yeah. He's kind of redeemed himself a little bit. Yep. And it kind of leaves it open-ended from there.
0: One last little bit. Cool. This is my one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. Yep. Is the media has gone crazy and has, uh, you know, surrounded the house and things like that. So they're, they're, you know, like figuring it out. And the captain's there being interviewed. Yep. And the captain's like, yeah, it was one of our own that figured it out. Not Venice Beach cops. It was one of our own that caught this guy. Yeah, it was us and oh here he is Pendergast Pendergast uh, oh, I was yeah, just talking about you I love this uh, great job today and then uh, Pendergast looks at his captain he goes oh well fuck you captain fuck you very much and just keeps walking and <laughs> <laughs> it is the best yeah I know it is a good one. Oh my god
1: no good catch yeah
0: well and that's the end of the one.
1: holy that's Shit. like a record uh, this is almost like Highlander long I know I know and we haven't even hit the money zone yet yeah so speaking of money zone Someone set a fire in your car because it took too long, and I got Lord <laughs> Money, please! Tristan, this is the special part of the program where we get a chance to give something back. Finally. We, we, finally I know. This is all so selfish, like I am in bed. Yes. And so now, finally, it's a terrible admission. Uh, so now we can give something back to the people who really deserve it. And that's, that's the businesses of St. Albert. So... Has, has anyone approached you this week about how you can help a business Absolutely. locally?
0: You know what? Like a spider monkey, this business came <laughs> from nowhere uh, and 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 just approached. And at first I was like, whoa, 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 what's happening? I get it. I get it. I'm stuck into this, pun intended, because you know what? It's summer, you know? You can glue something, you can glue nothing, or you can glue the right thing. Glue <gasps> oh. Emporium. <laughs> artisanal glue for making oh, no. sure that things are stuck together whether you've broken things right? from love or hate
1: oh boy. glue the right thing that's amazing yeah <laughs> that's great that's my tribute to spike Lee. not bad i love it that's awesome uh what about yourself uh, surely someone has a has has cornered you they have and yeah. you know what the timing could not have been better because tell me a little something yeah when you're in the grips of winter and you need something to give you some defense against the cold, you need falling down quilts, which are made with really, really the best of materials. I mean, you can go to an army surplus and yeah. pay twice as much and get half as good a quality. But you could go to falling down quilts and should you come in and save? Think about it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Give it. Give it. Give I'm it. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna fall down into this much savings.
0: insert on his own here right (laughs) so um
1: very quickly some takeaways
0: yeah really quick takeaways um (laughs) what
1: did you learn about parenting from this movie holy
0: shit so much
1: well potentially don't smother your kid at two uh like like, if you're uh, a crazy like mom
0: that should (laughs) that should be just a given um but um i guess really quickly the biggest thing is that um you know um maybe you can get a taste of, of of like power over someone you can get You can you can like that feeling can come when you show superiority Mm -hmm. to someone. So you just have to recognize that and know that 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 is something that can be addictive, feeling that way, that power over someone. So you need to be careful. Yeah. You know, and 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 sometimes showing humility is a good thing. So I guess that my big takeaway there is that, um, you know, if my kids um, are are superior over uh, like other kids is that you don't use that now as a weapon. Yeah. You don't use it as a tool. You need to... It's good to acknowledge it, but it, it's not meant to be something that you hurt someone with. Or okay. Or lord over. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That's really good. Yeah, yourself? Um, I really think about Pendergast in this one yeah. and the fact that he became someone entirely different for someone he loved.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think this happens to us often in, in life where you are put in circumstances, you, you adapt to those circumstances. And I mean especially in like the work that I've done over the years, can make anything happen. Like you can make anything possible, but it may not be true and it may not be sustainable. What I loved about Pendergast is there was probably this amazing cop, the cop that's at the end who gained, who was powerful, who changed all of those things for someone else. But that power still resides within you. And there's yeah. still someone, the core of who you are, that lives somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how that can... It, it's still part. So, I mean, if my kids are ever in a situation where it's not ideal and they feel terrible and they've had to do stuff that they don't like or they don't love and they're kind mm-hmm. of put in a bit of a corner, mm-hmm. I want them to know that the same incredible kid person that they are is there and yeah. that person is waiting to come out. So don't don't be afraid to let that part of it emerge. Like where, I, I mean, maybe <laughs> Bill lets the worst parts of him come out. Yeah. Pendergast lets the best parts of him come out. That's and it's, true. It's completely yeah. awesome to see. As he, you know, reestablishes who he was always meant to be, and I love that.
0: Nice, yeah, I like that too. That's, cool, that's quite good.
1: Well, you know what? I think you've really like. Uh, I love that you were with this with me on this one when we chose it. I know. Uh, I think you've got like awesome points. I think we. I think my mind is now so scrambled from thinking about this like show but I'm so glad we had a chance to go through yeah, it same. you made some awesome points today oh god you're so insightful sometimes funny, and I really I mean I always love watching stuff with you and I always love like how we can put things together uh, and even make this like two hours seem like it wasn't anything at all but yeah. could you just do one more thing for me before before we sign off It'd be my pleasure could you get your fucking shine box for, for fuck's sake! <laughs>
0: This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Hamm and Tristan Hamm. Special thanks to Ross Smith for the intro and outro music. And extra special thanks to Three Geeky Dads. A cool podcast with a bunch of cool guys. Please check them out wherever you find podcasts. And check us out wherever you find podcasts. Except for Apple. Apple's a bit of a jerk. But everybody else, we're pretty good.